smart TV. You know, you mean it's a computer with a really big display. Yeah. Oh, it's a smart thermostat. So you mean it's it's a computer with a with, with a display? <laughs> I, I, when I when they say smart TV, I just imagine like it's a Roku with a screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, yeah. it is. That's all it is. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not usually running on Android. That's the only difference. It's usually running on some other yeah OS. proprietary OS. Yeah, yeah, some proprietary bullshit. But honestly. It's it's a it's a glorified Roku. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. So because they don't operate much better, no, so yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. It's like computers are getting better, computer monitors are getting better, TVs with Roku's built into them not getting better. <laughs> so yeah, even <laughs> even like uh, so I have like a newer iteration. I have like one of the LG ThinkQ TVs, and that, that it's it's good enough. Like it's it's a lot better than it used to be because yeah. it works on like a sort of a bladed system at the bottom. You have the blades like yeah, the old I've Xbox got, I've Live. Got, I've got a uh, I've got the same kind. Of yeah, 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 yeah. The TVs like like the pictures gorgeous it's like it actually does yeah, yeah yeah it's just like the 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 way that it's animated color like colored blades at the bottom that you sort of swipe through and they like highlight you the next thing you're on like the the whole interface the user oh, interface okay. of it yeah yeah so yeah, it's just ui imagine oh, talk, oh, okay. just talking UI. sorry blades are yeah. a, a very technical term in servers yes. oh really i'm sorry no, yeah no, this well, no, is the less okay. technical no, I, that's what i saw you're looking at it, i'm like i don't understand and you were talking about something that i know yeah, yeah. what you're talking <laughs> about yeah and i'm like adam stop Stop. <laughs> this was a definite uh, Adams are from ours, Alex's are from Venus yeah, yeah, yeah. conversation here. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I was imagining like underneath the TV, you'd slide in a Xbox, what's called in, in servers, a blade is a just blade. a server yeah. that's known as one use. So you slide I got it, it in yeah, yeah. and it I looks like a saying. blade. Right. And that's why we call it a blade. Yeah, yeah. IT guys are very creative, by yes. the way. <laughs> um, and I was imagining like, oh no, in this TV, you can slide in a blade, which is like extra hardware that, cool. that yeah, mimics yeah. an Xbox. And it hides it all and does like a nice thing. That's a fucking brilliant idea. Like that, I mean, really cool. Shit to manufacture, but they'd never make it these days. They would never make it. Modular phones have failed, but they've never tried a modular TV. Well, that's what kind of what I was imagining. (laughs) Like that sounds like a horrible idea. Who the hell's doing? Why did I not hear about this? Actually, modular TVs did exist at one time, but it was more like speakers that could be mounted onto the sides of them of different varieties. Yeah, they they... call them sound bars now. Well, yeah, right. So, (laughs) so and then like for for like our older TV upstairs, that Sony one, which is uh, it's one of the old XBR models. It's a really nice TV actually for its day. But uh, the sound on it wasn't that great. But we have an LG soundbar on it, and it's it's awesome. So we've always just used the soundbar on it. Sounds good. Uh, So big LG plug here. So LG, you can send a check to (laughs) RonaGeekOfficial at gmail.com. So we will we will greatly appreciate that. So anyway, today, guys, I have no agenda whatsoever. Honestly, like I've been awesome. so strapped for no, time. So we're we're flying by the seat of our pants on on Joker news today because uh, we all saw the movie over the weekend. Uh, we are theorizing <laughs> that it is possible. We may have the most unpopular opinions on this movie. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's uh, so I, it was funny to see you guys post that in the uh, Discord earlier because uh, yeah, I don't know. I have I definitely have mixed feelings about it, which will come out over the next you know hour and a bit, hopefully. <laughs> so maybe a couple or three hours. We don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> I think for Alita, I think we spent like the full length of that film, Did we? which was overly long, breaking it down. So yeah, and we yeah. all just yeah. and we all liked that with no real. There, there, it wasn't a deep movie. And right, we all just enjoyed it. Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> ish, ish, yeah, ish. ish. Good point. Very much ish. It was not deep. It was no. not unless unless you count the Hugo part as deep. So, but you know, <laughs> it, deep and, inside the chat, the jacket. <laughs> and maybe maybe before we get into it, get into spoilers here, we could just do like a like a like a ten to fifteen minute overview just on our own before we get into that. Uh, or maybe we'll just go right into spoilers. I don't I, know. We haven't even done the intro yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this is Alex Austin's Rona Geek Official <laughs> Podcast, episode sixty three. <laughs> and in the room with me, we have um, a Night Plebeian Adam and Rob. See what happens when we don't have an agenda. <laughs> 
when my phone isn't telling me what the hell to do with my life. So it's, what do I do? We're falling apart. This is so difficult just to talk. So and then uh, yeah, man. But with Battle Angel Lita, I mean, there there's movies that I sort of lose buy-in with, uh, and a lot of times they're thrillers or a lot of horror movies will do it too, where things become so bad for whoever is perceived as the protagonist. Like, bad things just keep happening time after time after time. I think it kind of happened in Game of Thrones to characters on some level. Yeah. Like, it would just get so bad for some... Like, uh, with um, the torture sequence where What's-the-Face became Reek. Yeah. So remember right. that? So, and then when that was happening to him, it just got so over the top with how bad it was for this character. And I just started, like... I, I had a hard time taking it seriously at some point because I'm like, okay, like, this is... Come on, you would have just killed the guy by now. Like this is ridiculous. Like chopping off fingers and toes and dicks and like just just finish it off. Anyway, it just got so ridiculous. And Battle Angel Lita was interesting because (laughs) things got pretty bad for Hugo. Hugo went to some dark places. (laughs) Well, I mean, but the part where they cut his fucking head off, man, I was done. I was so over it. (laughs) But but the thing was about this compared to how that normally goes is I actually still enjoyed it. (laughs) So it was just so ridiculously over. Over the top when they cut his head off, and she's but like, it was based it on in a jacket. It was based on a manga, sure. So sure. over the top is sort of par for the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, th- there was like rollerblading, like death races in it too. So yeah, I guess I guess over the top was kind of par for the course Less in this one. Badass but... rollerball. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. So not even as good a rollerball, but still fun. Yeah, but still fun. And uh, anyway, but in, in Joker, things got pretty bad. And interestingly, at no point did I kind of buy out. You know what I mean? Like, at no point was I like, you know, it's it's too much. You know what I mean? So, which we can get into later. I definitely had uh, s- some other opinions about different parts of the film. But, um, yeah, as far as far as that goes, though, in, in, in these kind of films, a lot of times it'll get to the point where I'm just like, too much. You know, I, I don't really buy it anymore. So, but in this case, uh, I think they treaded that line pretty responsibly throughout. There was a point in the movie where, and, and this is funny, I did break my immersion for a moment. Really? Um, don't get me wrong, I didn't have a whole lot of immersion into the movie, but there was a moment we could discuss it in the spoiler area. Yeah, yeah. It does have spoilers to it. Okay. But aside from that, I I can I am I have mixed feelings over the movie. Yeah, me too. Me too. And we'll, we'll definitely so, get into that. I'm not sure. Like if I could sum it all up in a Wow. Yeah, oh I, without spoiling, without discussing it further, I, I don't I kinda give this like a I don't know, six out of ten. That's interesting. So like a, like I, a, like I, a six, six smiles out of ten. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Six. We should probably dive right into this because I'm looking at you guys and I'm actually seeing that you guys have very different opinions from mine. Really? Yeah. Oh, this is bizarre. I okay. Think. Yeah, can, I think. can you give your what, what your non-spoiler kind of rating is? I technically have two ratings. So there was a technical aspect to the to the movie that was interesting, and then there was a social impact aspect to the movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. That that I I gotta rate them separately. Yeah, this is yeah. a movie where I just I can't read it all in one bundle. Okay, because if I did, it's a, it's an innocuous number. Would you number. suggest it to a friend to watch? Yeah, to go see. How about hundred percent? Okay, yeah, there yeah. you go. That's I, what that's that's no, what I yeah. cared about. See, that's that's the thing, right? Like the movie I think is still a must see, but I don't think it was good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. That's it. So that's I'll, yeah. I'll explain why though. Yeah, yeah. I'll, break, I'll break down why With, because I think I don't the, disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah, because there's there's a very important understanding you have to have to the way that I'm approaching talking about this. Yeah. It's not I'm not anti Joker or anything like that. Right. Per, per se, I'm not anti Joker, but it's just um, yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah, okay. and I think I think it's tough because like. Here's a film, and without, again, without getting into spoilers here, because we'll do that in, in, in just a few minutes here, but um, I think there's a definite 
like value in I just had fun watching this thing versus I I take this as a serious and good movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I kind of had to separate that out here because a a lot of things happen in the course of this film that are, for all intents and purposes, are not very fun. You know what I mean? They're they're not fun to watch. They're not fun to be a part of as the audience, right? Uh, and they definitely take you right out of right out of your comfort level. I think is the des- how they're designed to be, right? Which is fine. And uh, and some some are very predictable. Some aren't, right? But you know, on some level, I didn't enjoy it. I guess like I just I wasn't having a lot of fun. And what was that okay. sound? There's weird sounds coming from over here. I don't know what's going on. I thought the cat was over here. He's oh, playing he's, with, he's, <laughs> playing with, he's playing with the spring. Yeah, no, I knew that. But so what was the what sound was. from over there? I don't know. It was like crinkling bags randomly and stuff like that. I was like, oh, thank goodness. This is our spooky topic then because I didn't have anything spooky to talk about oh, today really? for October. Oh, really? Oh, because I saw it too. Yeah, uh, the house is haunted. There you go. Oh, whatever. Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> could, that, a cat under there. Yeah, there, there could be a cat hiding under there right now. Uh, cats can be spooky, but this one probably not. We know which one it is. You know what? I should, I, I should do a small... Um, awkward memorial since we're talking about spooky and skulls and things yeah. like that. So my brother's cat recently just died. Sad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he's had a rough month, but uh, <laughs> he's doing a thing that I, I, I didn't know you could get done, but I kind of want it for when my cat eventually oh, dies. What's that? If, so first of all, here's the first part of the story that's fucking weird. So cat dies. Yes. Di- it just One day it goes, they put it down, blah, blah, blah. And they just give him the body. I didn't know that they just do that. They can, yeah. So he's just driving home with a corpse. That's sad. And that's weird. Um, And then he's had it in his freezer for like a week. What? Maybe two. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And he he was telling me a story, long story short, is some other bad shit has happened to him. And every once in a while when he'll go, you know, I need to go get whiskey and get my whiskey rocks. He'll go into his freezer to get his whiskey rocks. Oh. And the cat's there. He's like, yep, you're one of the reasons I'm drinking. <laughs> oh. So, he was, so it's fucking weird. <laughs> that is spooky shit is right there. But he's doing it because he's preserving the body so that uh, someone's going to take the body and bleach the bones. And he wants oh, to okay. get the skull mounted. Yeah, yeah okay. That's Interesting. Cool. Okay, yeah, no, Interesting. I've heard of that, yeah. I just find it really weird, like, just keeping a corpse of your cat. Your yeah, that's... Yeah, I thought you were going to say... What else is he going to do? Like, well, I thought, like, can't you, like, get them turned into, like, ash and then yeah, that's, get them yeah, reconstituted? He wants, he wants the bone. No, yeah. no, but you could get it, like, reconstituted into a nice piece of jewelry or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, oh, they, they we, offer all kinds of stuff. We now. did that with uh, uh most recent cat loss. Oh, really? It, but okay. we sent it to uh, be... To have the ashes added to... There's a memorial thing mm-hmm. in Waterloo. Oh, no kidding. And that's, like, a bunch of different cat ashes. Ashes, oh. But they all fill up this like monument. Oh, okay. It's like a cat park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like this memorial park, essentially, where they where they burn pets and then add them to monuments. <laughs> Turns out there's a lot of ways you can memorialize a cat. Yeah. So, well, or yeah, anything else for that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah or anything else for that so, matter. Yeah. I figured but, since some spooky story is having a, f- you know, imagine being you know his his, his new roommate and showing up. Like so, hi, my name's Joe. Don't go in the freezer. Yeah. All, 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 all I can think of is like somebody goes into the freezer to get something and accidentally. Nudges the cat and it falls out and like shatters. Oh, well, yeah. I don't think it's cold but, enough to. No, shatter. no, yeah. I don't think it is either. But I just like it's like that comedy aspect. Yeah. To, but would they be more freaked out by the cat or like the actual human bodies in the freezer? <laughs> That's the question. That's, really, That's the question. This is a really macabre topic. Hey, Let's move the well, fuck on. October. It's October, baby. It October. This is spooky shit. Corpses and skeletons. This is what we do. We're getting spoopy up in here. 
Oh, <laughs> so anyway, he, he went and did it, so I don't think there's a cat in this freezer anymore. Yeah, yeah. Actually, oh. Joker's kind of a spooky topic, I guess. It is. It Some is spooky a... shit happens. I mean, oh, not spooky, spooky. Like, disturbing. So, spoilers, eh? Yeah, yeah. So we can get into the uh, official spoiler cast for, for Joker here. So you gave it 6 out of 10. You gave it, I'm going to recommend one part of this and not the other, Rob. Yeah. And then, and then I gave it, I gave it a... Uh, it, it's it's a watch. You won't have fun, <laughs> so or at least not much fun. But uh, that, I don't that's know if I that either. Okay, yeah, yeah, this will be interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we're gonna get into spoilers. So spoiler alert here: if you have not seen the Joker film yet, uh, don't listen anymore. Go watch it. Get your own opinions, and then come back and listen to the rest of this. Or fast forward to the next section. Or fast forward to the next section. If there is one. There may not be this yeah. episode because there was no prep whatsoever. No, we'll no, get, I've got we'll get to a plague and watching. Plague and watching. Yeah, 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 yeah we'll get to a plague and watching. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely but, do that. Uh, but other than that, I don't got much else. There, there have been news items. I just haven't been writing anything down this week, so I've been very, very busy. But uh, I think next week we'll get back in the news and maybe do an actual spooky topic, mm-hmm. uh, the, like a non-cat-related spooky topic. <laughs> so we'll get into that. Um, so I'm actually, I should announce here, too, I'm going to announce this mid-episode. So we actually do have a uh, bit of a partnership going on with uh, Windsor-based artist Dream Alley. So Dream Alley have uh, actually given a... Uh, you're looking around for something. Uh, two things. I, uh, sorry, continue. <laughs> I didn't mean that to interrupt you. I was looking around <laughs> while like, you were doing your little plug. around looking over your shoulder. You guys are weirding me out today. <laughs> well, you, you were, I'm like, okay, he's doing his plug. That means I was I, doing it, too. He, he, oh, yeah, that's Renda. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, you, yeah. you were doing your plug. I'm like, okay, now is the time for me to go check on two things that I'm looking at. Okay. Adventure. And I was, I was looking to see what, what have we done with the Infinity Gauntlet. You might want to cut this, but. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get to that. So. And uh, your Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still unopened. Okay. Still unopened. So anyway, Dream Alley have committed to us a special edition rendition of the Joker poster. So one of the movie posters, and nice. it's an original piece that they've actually created. Uh, kind of cool pop art style. So, But we are uh, giving away one of these right now to enter the contest for this custom signed piece. So make sure to go to our Facebook page, Rona Geek News, Ooh. follow the page, hit up the post, like the post, and then you got to tag two of your friends in the post. So that's all you got to do in the comments. You just tag two of your friends, like the page, like the post, and you're entered. That's it. And then make sure to follow Dream Alley on Instagram when you're back on Insta uh, because it's a cool place to be. You can check out all the rest of the art there as well. But it's a cool partnership we have going on, and I'm excited to give away a sweet limited edition signed poster from a local artist. Sweet. So when do I get this? So you got to <laughs> enter, baby. You got to get back on Facebook. Whoa, I, I have to enter this? Yes, the face place. I don't just win because I'm a part no, of the podcast? You, <laughs> no, because you're part of the podcast, you get disqualified. Damn it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Technically, we can't win Infinity Gauntlets I and was, posters. I was always told that when you have power, you get good, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And, and I don't have the responsibility of carrying. Yeah, responsibility of not taking I, the prizes. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, you got to really find a better quote. So, <laughs> so that, that's uh, Dream Alley on uh, Dream underscore Valley on, uh, I'm sorry, Dream, Dream underscore Alley on uh, Instagram if you go and find them. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, news. If you need you, you need to adopt what I adopt, man. Just with great power comes great corruption. It's fantastic. Yeah, nice. Boom. I like it. Yes. Thus the motto of Thomas Wayne. <laughs> so and uh yeah, yeah, so, that was weird too. So I guess uh first point first point we can bring up is just um you know, regarding the spoilers for Joker is um this is for all intents and purposes, it does appear to be a, a DC universe based movie it takes place in Gotham City. Yeah, so it has it has say, the yeah. Waynes in it, so including uh, a very young Bruce Wayne. This movie is set sometime in the early eighties. It's non specific, but I've seen it batted around online that it's supposed to be nineteen eighty one. Uh, and it's set in basically yeah. what I mean, a version of Gotham that looks a lot like nineteen seventies New York, just a really, you know, gritty 
you know, dangerous place, a lot of crime happening, just rampant with crime and homelessness. People are poor. People are downtrodden. The rich have taken over the city, and uh, and the poor people aren't feeling too good about that. They're not feeling real good about that at all is kind of where this film picks up. I was reading a review, and someone kept calling it, the reviewer kept calling it New York City. Yeah. And I just kept going. That's just a reviewer that doesn't know what they're talking about. That, that's so exactly the fuck on. All that's all. Wasn't like wait, like, but the, they're hitting all the right points. Doesn't matter. They just didn't understand. Doesn't matter. Somebody gave them the beats to write and move on. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. hilarious. I'm like, how did you not? Yeah, get you lose credibility if you don't call this Gotham. No, yeah. exactly. Okay, that's the one thing. There's a lot of reviewers, and and a lot of people don't, for some reason, have not picked up on this. There's a lot of reviewers out there that don't know anything about what they're talking about. Yeah, they get what's essentially story beats to put into an article they get like effectively like a two minute trailer of the content they're about to explore and some of them actually have no uh, marriage to the material so they'll just write about it yeah. in a very very general way yeah. that, like a horoscope style yeah that horoscope style but they but they, what they do is that since they're hitting those story beats it's hard to see through that like veil yeah now the way that you can tell if somebody knows what the fuck they're talking about is the way in which they talk about it. There's a passion yeah. to something that you've seen. And if that's not there, then you're you're getting duped by yep. somebody. And that's unfortunate. That's like it's I, I think I it's just like laughed one of the most so hard that someone I, I yeah that someone screwed up so badly that they just kept calling it New York City. I'm like, okay, I don't and I read through it all because I was wondering if there was going to be a joke yeah. somewhere that like what does it matter if it's Gotham or New York City? I thought there'd be a comment about it. No, no, they never addressed the fact that they kept calling it New York City. Yeah, so at that point, I would just, I would never go back to that. Yeah, that and I think it's, I think the, you know, Todd Phillips and uh, who's Joel Silver, who who wrote it, uh, Scott Silver, uh, the co the the co writers and one and director of the film also probably were trying to conflate the images that we have in pop culture of 1970s, early 80s New York City. Uh, with this Gotham City, I think they were probably actively trying to do that because they want this to feel very real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Gotham it was, City was definitely, definitely it's still based, Gotham on, it's based City. on New York. It's based on New York, so yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a New York analog, right? Exactly. Um, but no, uh, just a really quick thing to the review bit. Like when we were uh, after we watched Premiere, remember I said, "Oh, I'm looking for these reviews, and I'm finding a bunch of reviewers that haven't seen the movie." And yeah. I and I pointed that out by hit, show, showing certain things that they. Uh, I may not actually know. I may not have linked it to you guys. I may have linked it to somebody else. Yeah. Just ranting about it to a couple people, <laughs> but there was a couple sections where they specifically say things like, "Oh, how Gallo is like the leader of of the burning rescue." I'm like, "Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, yeah. no, he definitely." <laughs> like, if you watch not. if you watch the movie, you would never think that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, like, it's just like small things like that. I'm like, you haven't seen the movie. Don't yeah, don't you be definitely ready to know who the chief is watching yeah. that movie. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, you definitely know. So like, move the fuck on. Like, <laughs> it's just one of those things. That, it just annoys the shit out of me. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It was memorable for me. It was the most. It was the most weird, terrible review I've ever read. So it kind of stuck in my memory. It's just it. Oh god, I just I hate reviewers that do that because like we had a huge debacle about reviewers in the gaming industry. Yep, oh, yeah. that's true. And now yeah. we're seeing all of these people flooding the the comic book and and gaming and stuff like that. People who just are not in the material. Yeah, I, th- I think really, film really and movies hasn't had that that reckoning yet, but it will. It's so going, sim- similar it's to what gaming to, yeah. went through in the last couple of years. Well, um, like old cinema, like old style cinema, not modern cinema, right? Has had fantastic reviewers, and some of those reviewers are still reviewing movies modernly, and they do a great job. But there's a big influx, a big uptick in like these other people who are just doing these story beat reviews where they do not watch the entire movie and you can tell and it's, it's just i don't know it gets at me it's a it's a pet peeve well i think 
what's happening is are they receiving are they receiving like boiled down versions of the film? Yeah. Are they receiving like forty minute versions of the film with just like all the major yep. story arc moments? Yeah. Okay. Either that or they just are so not inundated <laughs> with these movies and these reviews that they it, you know that that idea of this is a job for me, I do this for the money, not because I give a shit. You need a reviewer to give a shit. Yeah. And so if they're just there to phone it in, you get shit like this where, yeah, I went to go see the movie, but I didn't. it's not my type of movie, and I didn't really pay attention to anything, but I have yeah. to do it. No, yeah, see, I don't agree with that. Uh, not in this industry. I get phoning it in for certain things, and that's certainly possible in a lot of areas for reviews. I think that that's super disingenuous to your audience. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't agree with it. I completely I, I, I agree that you should not allow that. You need right. a reviewer to care. Yeah. So a lot of the reviews that I've seen out there, I definitely agree with a lot of the points. I think um, I, I think it's what's happening is they're taking this film, and obviously, Rob, you mentioned earlier before we got into spoilers about like the sort of pop culture relevance of this, the sort of greater culture yeah. aspect of this film that we'll, we'll that we'll dive deeper into. So I think what they're doing is that they're 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 almost sort of conflating that with the importance of the film, but I think the importance of the film is something something much different. I think it's more related to the fact that there's never been an origin story done like this in a comic book film before, and uh, and 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 it's it's they've dived so deep into this version of the Joker, and and more so than probably any other character that I can think of from any comic book movie ever. Like th- this is a deep, you know, you know, deep, deep dive. I don't know if I'm showing my hand too early on this one, but. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't look at the, this didn't feel special to me. Okay. You know, everyone, oh, I never seen a Joker deep dive. Well, first of all, we've seen every iteration except for the one that is my favorite Joker. We always know the origin story for. Right. Yeah. I guess, sorry, I guess, uh, what's his face from the Suicide Squad? We don't know the origin story for. We kind of do. We know he was an acid bath, but that's about it. I don't care about him anyway, so. Every other no, Joker, nobody, nobody does. Every other Joker, we've had I an actually, origin story. Even the yeah. most famous of the Jokers, which is the Mark Hamill one. Yes, we that's have true. the origin story. That's we have true. plenty of them in comic books. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't understand that idea of wow, Joker. If someone's arguing that they don't like the movie because Joker shouldn't have an origin story, Joker has. Like twelve different origin stories. Yeah, but yeah. but in in such a visceral way, though, you know what I mean. Like we we get to see all the story beats of why this particular character felt so downtrodden and so minimalized by society that that he decided to latch onto this thing that was the see, Joker. That's, that is a that is also again showing my hand. That is also not all that unique. If you look at something, I think we can all agree, which is a pretty fucking shitty movie, Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you dig, there are two villains in that in that movie. Um, yeah. For the life of me, I'm forgetting his name. The dude with the ball hat. With the ball Sinestro. Uh, no, no, no. no. Um, he was the brainiac. Sign. Yeah, the, the dude with the giant balls for head. Yeah, brainiac. For head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, him, Mars attacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him. He was a awkward nerd. Yeah. Um, who life basically just shit on society shit mm-hmm, on him mm-hmm. because he didn't know how to interact with society. Right. Now he didn't have the extra bonus of well. Being insane, he was a sociopath. I didn't feel anything for that character, though. Correct, that's because that, well, that movie was shit, right? Um, right, and, and, and that's that, that's all I'm saying is what this movie did differently is it made me it made me care, and and it gave me enough to do that, right? Like that, like Green Lantern did not give me nearly enough to care. No, about but that that's character. a shitty movie. Yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is the story beats, the character arc, yeah. and the idea of this character is not unique so that no them no go, no not at all mm. in fact this, this movie's a total takeoff of ta- taxi driver yeah, you know oh yeah, what i mean completely. like like uh, which is funny because de niro's mm. in it you know what i mean like it's so no it, it, i don't agree 
Oh, how could you not agree? A lot. It's of literally Taxi Driver. No, like, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll jump into it as to why. I don't except, agree. except like uh, at the end, he chooses not to save people. He chooses to murder them all. No, so it's. <laughs> no, a lot of people make that distinction, and a lot of people, I think, have essentially bandwagoned that. I don't agree with it. They take place in New York analogs. That's it. Well, no, the the characters are both extremely marginalized. They're both people who have no voice. So it's it's the direct analogs of one another. This is there's a term I, I just, for these kinds of movies. I, I I get it, but I don't agree. There's a That's term all. for these kinds of movies. Literally, yeah. Um, it, it came out of it's more of a political term called angry white men, and I'm legitimate. Look it up. It's on Wikipedia as that like, like a, a as a trope. You mean not exactly as like a movie trope. It started off as a political statement for people. It started off as a political statement for the type of people that supported Trump, which are oh incels. Incels, exactly. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. Incels. That is that is one of the other terms for it. Huh. Um, and it's what it is. Is it's supposed to be? It started off as a political statement for these white men who are now feeling um, beat uh, down upon by society because now they're now their society. You know, because oh, they're because they're, they're not at the top. Of because society, Me Too movement. Uh, basically, if you're a white man, you could just be accused of. Yeah. Uh, you know, of touching someone and you get right. no defense, you get murdered right on society. Yeah. Uh, oh, because now they have health, they have health support system to help minorities, but they don't have health support system to help right. a, a white man who wants to commit suicide. Yeah, yeah. That type of mentality. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. it's right or wrong. I don't want to get involved in that. Yeah. yeah. But that also comes through in a bunch of movies, and that mentality of victimizing normal middle class white men is a normal classic movie trope. Um, God bless America, falling down, um, taxi yeah. is one of those. Well, but, but all of the, all of the taxi driver, but taxi all driver, those, yeah. all those though, like how to describe this and, and I've been thinking about how to describe it. So there's many points in this movie in which you can tell that, that the tethers that are holding the Joker back from, from coming out of Arthur Fleck, right? There's sort of tethers. So it's like his mother, the girlfriend he thinks he has. Right, um, uh, the job, right? The people he thought he liked at his job, like the guy who gives him the gun or whatever. Like in every at every step along the way, when people betray him or otherwise, he finds out that they're not who they say they are. Right, so those tethers, you can like you can see it one at a time snapping throughout the film. Right, and all of a sudden his he becomes untethered. Right, yeah. which is which is the Joker trying to get out. So that's what's happening throughout the course of the film. Well, that's that's kind of what happens during falling down. Yeah, this guy just starts off as he's just trying to get to his kid's birthday. He's a divorced father, and he just slowly as. The but he's never untethered on. because because he still has a motive throughout it, right? Because by the end of the Joker, it's clear that he has no motive other other than just to sort of demonstrate that well, his no, he, life is a joke. <laughs> he has a motive. Yeah, yeah, his motive is to bring meaning to his life. Yeah, but 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 the to... meaning the meaning though that's been attributed to his life though he completely rejects, which is the uh... political statement, which is fine. Yeah, don't agree there either. <laughs> so well, he rejects it, but are, are you talking about the very ending scene where he's like standing up in front of the crowd? Because uh... that's like imagined. <laughs> there, okay. Sorry, there's there is something I need to start. I need to start an end point, and I'm just jumping in. But I gotta stop doing that. Go ahead. Okay, okay. But um, I'm just, I'm, just anyway. I'm peanut gallerying your guys' things. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna jump into mine. Well, yeah, okay. j- jump into this. And thing. I want you guys. To, I want part. you guys to peanut gallery mine too. Of okay, course. cool, if, cool. If, if, like I'm not. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's all I'm saying is like for for me, this is where the movie had value, and this is the part that I I genuinely enjoyed is just watching like all the ways in which the the writers had come up with. You know, for for him to see those tethers snapping that they were tying him down to society and tying him down to laws and tying him down to humanity. And once those things were were fully severed, that's when he went absolute ape shit. See what what I find 
the way I interpreted the movie is this is a man who found no meaning in himself, especially yeah. even at the beginning. Yeah, I agree. He had no meaning right. for himself. He was trying to find meaning in what society well, he, told he him. He thought he thought he was what he was doing was taking good care of his mother. Yeah, he because they demonstrated that when he had the imagined sequence of him meeting uh, Murray, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the talk show host. Yeah, yeah but yeah. He, he just he had no meaning for he, he had no personal meaning as a human being. He didn't feel like he had value. He didn't feel like he had all these things, and life just kept kicking down until eventually. The thing was, is he still really didn't have well, meaning. Well, I, th- I think he did have meaning at the beginning, but what the film was trying to demonstrate is that meaning was so marginalized by everyone else that it meant nothing to them. So, like, the guy, the boss who's willing to fire him from his job, you know, the mother who's willing to lie to him for his entire life, right? So the 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 the, the people around him would just continually marginalize and beat him down, physically beat him down in some cases. He openly stated he, he at the beginning, he was suicidal, right from the beginning. Yeah, he was suicidal. He he didn't feel like people even knew he existed. And and that, but that was his like because he was on the drugs at that point. That was sure. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that was him saying that was the movie saying that he tried hard to fit his life into the box mm-hmm. in which society wants him to fit his life mm-hmm. into, and he has and he has a hard time with that because that's not who he is. Right. And he tried and tried and tried and it obviously is not who he is. He cannot yeah, yeah. do it. And whenever he tries to oh, do I it, agree society with shits on yeah, him. Yeah, I agree with kicks that. Kicks him while he's down. Yeah, yeah. So it isn't until and the whole point is that there's a point where he has to slowly, you're right, lose these tethers, lose these things that he thinks. Yeah, yeah. Tethers some him some to real this world. some not. So in the course some of the real, film. Some real some not. Yeah, yeah. Until eventually he realizes why do I have to fit into your box? At all. Yeah. Why that's, do I even have to try? Oh, that's yeah. A, that's I, a lot closer. I to fully agree with I that. Yeah. And that's what it was, is it was him going, yeah, fuck all this shit. I'm going to do what I want to do. What yeah. makes me feel good. Right. And that is a that is a power fantasy for the class. I don't want to just say the angry white man, but that's why I bring that up. It's, it's, it's a power fantasy of that genre. Yeah, yeah. Which is the genre of Gran Torino. The genre of the Man with No Name series. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you're right. Which is also Clint Eastwood. Um, yeah. you know, all these series where it's just a dude who, he's just trying to buy a fucking beer. Yeah. You know, in 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 The Man with No Name, he's just trying to get through a fucking town. Yeah. And they just want to keep shit, trying to shit on him. Yeah. And he eventually fights back, and he's got the power to fight back. Mm-hmm. And that's all this is. is mm-hmm. That's why I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of this movie, because I was expecting more depth i was expecting more of a conversation yeah about insanity well about in- i i could appreciate that uh because i also didn't like i appreciate your point what i didn't appreciate was in the film they used kind of a like an old-fashioned trope in film which is like showing like throughout throughout the movie like yeah, I guess I guess maybe they did it responsibly in this, but in a lot of movies you kind of know more than what the characters know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so when they show so when they show you something that you know that that eventually turns out to be not be real, whether it's a vision or a dream or or, yeah. or hallucination or whatever the case may be, right? I guess they didn't really do that in this. I guess they kind of that the two were pretty much even the whole way. We only knew what he knew. You know what I mean? So yeah. so I guess they did it responsibly, I, but I still didn't appreciate at the end when like there was a there was a certain subset of things that were just like, oh, this this part was imaginary. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, that's 
and that's it's kind of, of cheap. I actually, it. I actually like that. Yeah, that they. Yeah, I'm on the opposite yeah. side. What, what, which part? That Sorry, they just... that they fucked with how we perceive the movie based on how he perceived the reality. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, I, I appreciate, I appreciate like the the Q and on his perception, but. I, I like I said I, I I guess I relent on that a little bit because the film actually did it responsibly. Like they didn't they didn't they didn't give us more information than what he had and and, and then pull it back and be like oh no none of that was real you know even though he didn't know about it. I don't think because the thing is though that you have to. We found my, out when he found out basically. From my perspective, the way I saw it was that when those scenes were happening, it wasn't necessarily because obviously it wasn't real. But the thing is that it doesn't matter that it's not actually happening because it was a huge commentary on how he wanted things to be. Yeah, and, and you that, and you can understand then where he's coming from in those scenes because he wanted to be like, Hey, look, like I'm doing something really that should be um celebrated. I'm 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 helping my sick and dying mother. Yeah, yeah, and I and he's like, and I have no shame in in the fact that I'm doing that. Yeah, and that's something that we're always taught, or at least I've always been taught as growing up. Like, you know, you're supposed to take care of your parents; they raised you. Then it's your turn to come back and and do something for them, and that's what he was doing. And because of that, he was getting uh, gut punched for it. Yeah, and I mean, but then even when he was on the show in in his mind, um, the late the, night show, yeah, yeah, Murray. The character um, backed him up when the audience turned on him immediately. Yeah, yeah, and that was and that was interesting to see because it shows that somebody that he's looking forward to shares this obviously not in reality, but shares this mentality of you know helping others, and then and by doing so, the audience then becomes his ally. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of the idea of what they're trying to do to us as the audience yeah. is to make. Him like, in his, in his him. visions, he's naturally like attracting the attention, like the positive attention of people, versus like constantly driving them away, which is what he does yeah. in real life. Just yeah. because he's, I think, they see him as strange or whatever. I think the problem I had with it, I don't know whether it was because some of the earlier reviews that I read, you know, from the people who did went to festivals. And yeah, stuff, there, there was a disc, there was a lot of reviews, and a lot of reviewers talk about, oh, you don't know what's real. I watched the movie, and literally every scene that turned out to be fake. Yeah. I knew the moment that scene started because if you notice they do a few, they do a few things that I don't want to say are subtle or at least a lot of other people aren't noticing it but there are more the scenes where it's uh, fake yeah tend to be more colorful yes they're brighter they're brighter yes um more colorful more contrast mm. uh, and yeah. not only that but there's a lot of scenes where like that's just not logical like I get it. There is the metaphor that one of my favorite scenes, which I, I get it, it was a metaphor and I enjoyed it for the metaphor, but I didn't enjoy it for the way they treated the metaphor, which was after he accidentally on purpose murdered the three hmm. d- borderline possibly drunk rapists. Yeah. Um, after he does that, he runs and he immediately goes um, and basically makes out with what's her face down the hall. Yeah, that was a weird moment. I took, at first I took that as like it's, I knew it was fake immediately because, first of all, she just met him. This isn't going to happen. We all yeah, know yeah. this. This isn't who this character is. Right. Yeah. We, this, isn't, this isn't the history of this character. We all know this character gets shit on. He wouldn't get a, a landslide like this. That's right. not how this works. Unless the landslide <laughs> is being set up as a fall. Possibly. But this is a setup. It is set up as a fall. It's all yeah. fake. The other thing it told us is that after a murder, he felt good. 
good and not only good, but beyond that, he felt um, not horny. What's the word I'm looking like for? Like euphoric. Euphoric. Yeah, like yeah, because he, he does like uh, the dance and everything. Sexualized. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, the the idea was that he showed as being deserving of a reward for what mm-hmm. he did. Yeah, and he felt horny yeah. about it. It made him feel good. And that tells me this character isn't a character who is downtrodden. This is a psychopath. Literal, by the fucking definition. Mm-hmm. He is a psychopath. Yeah. And that's par for the course for the Joker, yeah, which is fine. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that mm-hmm. is a staple of the Joker. That is a staple of the Joker. So I had no problem with that. The problem that I had was that they tried to... I felt. Well, was... would you at least say? Would you at least say that, like, for that portion of it? So them displaying him in like the sort of psychopathic nature is that? Would you say that part of the film was at least good to you? Oh was yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I, what I, I think the thing that I liked most about the film. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go I'm gone. The thing I liked most about the film was it made me feel empathetic towards a psychopath. Yeah, at different points. Yeah, at different definitely, points. definitely, definitely not all points. Definitely not later on. <laughs> no, but at some points it did, and I thought that was that was talented of the movie to do. Totally. Um, that's where I. That's why I give it. It's not the worst. It's just. It's not as yeah. good as it could have been. Yeah. And I, I didn't. I felt very. I don't want to say cheated, but when they're like the, the end, they do the reveal. This scene was fake. That yeah. scene was fake. She yeah. never. You know what I mean? All that stuff. I kind of went. I knew that. Yeah, like you're, this isn't a reveal to me. And how did anyone get else get fooled by this? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, not, some some people would have. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people would have. I think actually, probably up until the end, been fooled by it. And I think they probably would have been confused at certain points in the movie. Yeah, maybe only because I've talked to people that have been. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, um, yeah, but I mean, you're right. Not everybody would, and I think a lot of people probably did pick up on it. Probably about halfway through the movie, they probably would have started picking up on that. Um, I think some a good chunk of people probably would have picked up after the first time he's at the on the Murray show not really on the Murray show the literally the moment that ep- moment it turned out that he was at the Murray show in his dream like yeah. they they panned to him which is within 5 seconds of that um yeah uh, vision or whatever you want to call it right. um delusion occurring I'm like this is fake. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't, yeah. I, immediately, and I, I every delusion I knew was fake. I wasn't as immediate on that, only because um, I wanted to give the film the benefit of the doubt. I thought they were going somewhere with that, like mm. there was another plot there. But after after that scene came to a close, I was looked back at it and I was like, "That's not right. Something there's not right." And I was, and I kind of started to piece it together from there. Yeah. Um. So maybe not as quick on the uptick on that, but I, I analyzed it differently too. Um. Though, uh, kind of jumping into kind of how I felt about the movie, I'll, 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 like I said, I'll dice this up into two parts. Uh, first part, um, uh, as an actor, Walking Phoenix, wow, well fucking Whoa, done. Oh, yeah. oh my god, god. <laughs> we all agree Honestly, on that. That was performance phenomenal. of a fucking yeah, lifetime. That, yeah. that, that was unbelievable. That crying laughter, holy oh my shit, god, that shook Creep. me to the soul. Yes, dude. Even like, uh, and I'm just thinking about like all the. Physical acting, so yes. and it should be said in this: the guy he must have lost like forty pounds for this role. Like he's just skin and bone in this, yeah. and uh, like there's there's moments in the film where he's like, and I'm thinking of the scene where he's like, uh, the two guys from his old job come, like yeah. the little person guy, and then yeah. and then the real big guy who gave him the gun and then framed him for for wanting to buy it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why he got fired from that job. So they show up to to Arthur Fleck's apartment, and he's in the midst of getting ready for his big his big reveal on yes. on the the Murray late night show, right? Yeah. So his face is painted white. 
and and it's, he's he's dyed his hair green at this point with the food coloring, yes. right? And he's just he's he just looks like just filthy, grungy. You know what I mean? And yeah. and he's I don't know. There's a point where he has like his arms sort of spread out in the yes. doorway. They might have shown a screenshot of it, yeah. a quick shot of it in the trailer. And then he's like looking up from below, like with yeah. with the face paint on. And oh my god, haunting. like what a haunting fucking image. Yeah, like yeah. it was crazy. Um, some other aspects of the movie. <laughs> From a technical standpoint, cinematography was fantastic. Oh my uh, god! The sequences, like you said, like the dream sequences. Dude, the city shot down the steps when he's walking up the steps, and and the camera's kind of looking down yeah, the steps, yeah. but also out at the city. That, they, that they, was good location. Wow, shooting. man, that was good location. They shooting. do a good. I think they do a good job when, when you're talking about technicals. They do a good job where there's a lot of times where people are just like, oh, they're just talking, so they have seen. They just pan, you know, cameras going back and forth over people's shoulder, boring as shit. These guys do a good job where the camera always and the camera movements and the camera positions. It's long shots. There's very long shots. That's not even the film. it. It's, they do a good job of panning the emotion of the scene, controlling the emotion of the generating scene, generating the tension, De- generating yeah. the tension. Yeah, all that yeah. fun stuff. So yeah, camera wise, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, no. I, I like fantastic. how they they let things hang. Like you're talking about the laughing and stuff. They let like the the laugh when he's called to the office to talk to the boss and he's he's walking down the hallway and the camera's sort of following him from the yeah. front and you hear the laugh for the first time. The, the shot keeps going after that for a while before he actually gets into the conversation with the boss, and I love yeah. that it just hangs in the air, kind yeah, of. Those are called uh, mise en scène. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, it's very, very cool effect. Yeah. Used a very cool effect. Um, yes, used a very cool effect. I agree. The, there's a couple of other aspects of the movie, but um, one thing that I had to I have to say for sure for sure when I watch this movie is that I felt sad the entire time. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. It's it, that it was like it was more of a depressing. Movie it was than dread. Yeah, else. it was dread. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I totally. don't consider that a bad thing. I consider no, that's no, talent no, no, no. in the thing yes, for making you yeah, feel. Yeah. For, for instance, I always, whenever I look back at, say, I'm going to use Harry Potter as an example for this. Um, look back at the, uh, I can't remember her name. She be, is the one who punishes everyone. So that I will not tell lies. Uh, and that gets them to like etch it in their hands by writing with a certain quill. Do you remember this character? Oh, uh, um, she's the teacher in the pink. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, the one that everyone hates. Exactly phenomenal actress yeah yeah the fact that like i think she's one of the best ones in that movie series because everybody hates her yeah her and joffrey are on on the same category yes joffrey is another phenomenal example and i'm really sad that i think we've lost him to acting because of his experience which is which is by the way shame on everybody who did that to him that's ridiculous people should be praising him for that role not not deriding him for being that that evil the guy was a brilliant actor exactly and it's and for a kid too yeah Yep. Like it was, he was like twelve Dolores, when he started. By the way, is her name Do- right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, going in through the through the movie, uh, where I'm seeing all these different actors and actresses do these different roles of of essentially people who are just like you know stay the fuck out of my life it was very very fun to watch and uh, and all of that. It's just like wow, the whole movie from like a technical and mechanical aspect cool yeah very cool movie totally i i, I agree I, I think it's in that aspect it might be one of the best films i've seen in a long time yeah honestly. And, I, and i think like as far as like uh, when it comes down to award season i think definitely on the on the marquee for awards yeah now, now that being said i'm gonna okay. get in the next part <laughs> all right <here. laughs> all right buddy i'm um, ready we're ready okay so there's a there's a lot about the movie i don't like and uh it's gonna be hard to tie it all together because I know I'm gonna kind of like lose myself as I go along. Yeah. But I'll try. Um, as we watch the movie, 
a couple of things started to become very apparent to me. Uh, the plot started to become very obvious, uh, which is not fantastic, but not the worst. Uh, that tends to happen because I've seen so many damn what was, movies. What was the most predictable thing for you? <sighs> um, what was the thing you were just like, oh, okay, mur- this is the happening? The murdering of Batman's parents? <laughs> Well, look, as soon as as soon as the Wayne showed up, I'm like, oh, they got to go. Like, they can't. No, no. See, the the thing was like, I was like, I was actually hoping that that wasn't going to happen in this movie. (laughs) Not neither. I I agree with you on that. I I was kind of glad it did in the end because it just it it tied it right back into DC for me. No, No, I agree with Rob. No, I don't think it should have happened. Two versus one, you win. (laughs) Um, I think it would have been like if they did a post credit sequence, that would have been great. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, no, don't even put it in the fucking movie. Because it's not what it's about. Yeah. As soon as you tie in that, you're just you're you're putting a drain on what the movie's supposed to be focused right. on, which is the Joker. Right. Um, now, uh, a lot of people make those uh, insinuations that this is very similar to things like Taxi Driver, and I think that yeah, it shares some story beats, but ultimately they deal with very different topics at the end of the day. Sure. Because. While you can just look at this and you can you can totally boil this down to angry white guy, I don't agree with that. Um, because what this really is a, more of a talk about is um, the mental health situation, right? Where somebody yeah. has a deteriorating state yeah, and they're trying to uphold the values of society, similar to what Adam was talking about earlier. But at every turn where he tries to... Um, be the good guy where he tries to like make kids laugh tries to be a clown to bring happiness to people's lives yeah tries to help his mother at every turn uh society shuns him away because of his sickness yeah um and that's unfortunate and then of course we have um through the movie he's seeing a psych like a psych and then that gets taken away from yeah. him as so well. Yeah, so he's a character who needs help in sort of maintaining the values of society, right, yes. and maintaining normalcy. And then and then his help just keeps getting more and more and more marginalized, you know, to the point where it just Cut, dissipates altogether, right? Mar- marginalized is looking at it one way, but that gives a certain, very certain tone. But this is more so ripped. Yeah, like it just goes cut away. And yeah. ripped because yeah. people are taking these things away from yeah. them. Yeah, well, those are the tethers, right, that I was talking right. about. Right, and you're not wrong. The tethers thing I agree with. To a degree, but the the thing is that at the end of the day, we're looking at a character who very desperately needs help, and he's trying to do his best. And no matter what happens at every turn, because of his abnormality, yeah, uh, he is shunted, yeah, from from everything, yeah. And, and yeah, I well, do agree. I like with your I like your interpretation of I never know. I, I'm I, sorry. I've been sitting here silently thinking because, <laughs> thinking because you made a comment about how. Everything good he did, all the all the classically societal good choices he made or good things he did, yeah. were met with negative disdain. reaction, disdain, disdain. Yeah. Were, were met with negative reaction. Yeah. yeah, not necessarily disdain, but like helping out his mother turned out to be bad because his mother turned out to abuse, like be psychotic and not helping him and let him get. You know, I mean, it wasn't good for him. But at, but at the same time, though, his mother's not to blame for that because she no. also wasn't getting the help she needed. True, correct. Um, but. It, it turned out bad for him. Yes. Um, it, going to the comedy club where he was trying to it worked out bad for him. Going to get yeah. help worked out bad for him. Trying to make people's lives happy worked out bad for him. Yet everything negative he did, societally 
societally yes, negative. He did bad, positive, killing people, which is what I was going to get to next. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. yeah. So then all of a sudden, when he starts doing these negative things, people celebrate it, and that makes him feel good. So in a lot of ways, he's actually not the villain here. Society is. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, and, th- and I take pr- issue with that for a couple of reasons. One, um, first off, as as a somebody who weaves a story, that's a very dangerous story to weave. Because when society sees that for a celebrated character like the Joker, they mm-hmm. latch onto it. Yeah. And that's not good. But on top of that, too. Wait, you mean in terms of the, the violence? No, I, I'm talking about in terms of uh, people Rewarding watching Rewarding bad things. Rewarding bad things. And, but also they, uh, they hold up a couple other things in the movie, which I disagree with. But, but I'll get to that in a second. The other neat thing, hmm, maybe that's not the right word. So in, in the movie. Yeah. Uh, he uh, goes through doing these bad things, as Adam said, that he gets rewarded yeah. for. Um, and, and as he goes through, uh, you, you start to see him warp as a character. Yeah. Um, and as these things get taken away, his stability factors, his tethers right. are removed. There is something else that happens um, alongside that, and that is that when you're writing this kind of movie, sorry, there's a little bit of a disjointed piece, but... Uh, you're looking at a character that we have come to know, and sure, this is an artistic interpretation of who the Joker is, but this, in a lot of ways, is not the Joker. This is a new iteration on that, a new play on that, and there are some similarities that are pulled, and I think it's good, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I think that overall, the movie, what they yeah. were trying to do as far as doing something new was well-intended, and I think yeah. that as far as pulling it off a story, they did a good job. I think, I think too, that we have to be careful here. Like, this isn't the Joker. You know what I mean? Like the the movie's it called is. Joker, but it's not though because it's not it's not the nemesis of Batman. I, I, that hey, that's a backpedal though. Hold on, I here I do have an opinion of this. Yeah, okay. My opinion is that this movie, it, had it not been the Joker, had it just been Arthur Fleck, yes, wouldn't have made me feel any different. Mm-hmm. The fact that it was the Joker was meant for two reasons and two reasons only, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna boil that down to one marketing if this movie wasn't about or named the joker Mm. nobody would fucking go see this well yeah that's true i think that it would be severely less people oh totally how about that that's fair it'd be severely less people just just like how brightburn wasn't technically superman or clark kent but yeah not a lot of people want to see it even though it was a very good film of its variety but it it couldn't call itself that yeah someone exactly so the fact they to me this could have easily have just been arthur fleck they didn't need for it to be the Joker. Yeah. And I felt that was... I what, what, say, what if they called it, like, The Clown instead of Joker? Shit. Doesn't sure. matter. Yeah, I yeah. probably would Here's the deal. I probably wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, yeah. So they're right. Their marketing was correct. What if they call it The Clown Prince of Crime? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I don't care for the... I don't want to sit here and go... I am not standing... Audience manipulation? What? Audience manipulation? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. To a small degree. I am not going to shit on this and go, well, this isn't the Joker. No, this is the Joker. Do I think it, Do I think the Joker theme fits here? Yes. Yeah. Do I think it was needed? No. Do I think, do I think adding the Joker to it added to it? No. Yeah. The... Well, I, I think it did in so much as because they added... What what you're calling the Joker? They were also able to add the Waynes, and I think this. I don't give a shit. No, 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 no. So we're not to my greatest point yet. We'll get there. Okay. But I think I'll win you over on this. 
in my own jokerish way. <laughs> and by that, I, I mean manipulating you, not murdering you. So, <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, uh, just just to sum up, there's one point I wanted to make, and I, I mean, it's kind of like some people will probably <laughs> roll their eyes, but at the same time, I think that it's, it's an important distinction to make. Um, when you, as a movie maker, go out and you make a film, um, you usually so, try... so you're Todd Phillips. No. Okay. <laughs> when you when you go to make a film, you usually want to leave the audience with something. Take have them take something away. Um, <sighs> preferably something that makes them better for it. You don't leave them with a boner. Some pe- sometimes, yeah. That's yeah. The we're goal. going with boobs. <laughs> but but at the end of the Joker. I was left conflicted because on a from a film perspective, technically, I thought it was a phenomenal film. However, from a story perspective, I was very angry with it because it did something to per- perpetuate a very big flaw with society, and that is the fear of people with mental illness. You're right. And this movie You're was right. a terrible fucking movie for that. That's You're right. Point. You're right about that. And, and yeah. Glor- yeah, that's true. And and like I understand what the the director had mentioned, if I remember this correctly, that the gruesome parts of like the executions that you see on screen yeah. are done to show that the Joker is not a good guy, which only compounds the problem of making people afraid of people with mental illness. Which yeah. is just exacerbating. Like the when, when they go off their meds, they could blow up on you and stab exactly. you in the eye and, and smash your and, head on a wall. Yeah. And look up look up statistics on that. Most people with mental illness, I think it's like I think it's like ninety eight percent of that are nonviolent. Right. All right. right. So on well, probably more like ninety nine point nine. I would this imagine. This is probably but, yeah. pretty close, movie yeah. politics, not people politics. No, and, uh, yeah. I'd like to get into, but. Um, Actually, I don't give a shit. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the loose cannon of this group. What am I fucking saying? <laughs> oh, I don't want to get into fuck that. He's he's like the Joker of this group, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I don't think that movies or entertainment media should ever be limited by we can't show that. That no. will inspire someone to do bad stuff. No, no I, totally, agree. I agree with that. I agree. Yeah, so yeah. I agree. I'm I'm more. I would much rather. And this sounds. And this sounds absolutely horrific to say. Okay. If I say it like this, but I can say it in another way, it's better. Yeah. I would rather a movie that demonizes me, a nerdy middle class white, white dude, dude, yeah, than to have something be um, censored or not shown because it does that. That yes, I, I would agree. rather someone be offended by what's on the screen. I agree. Than having it never have been on the screen in the first right. place. Right, you're talking about freedom of speech yeah, and, yeah. and pointing out flaws, even if you're doing it in a way that seems like you're glorifying not even it. flaws. It could be completely fake. Yeah, it, yeah. You could have an entire movie where it talks about the slavery of white man. That's dumb as shit. It's dumb as shit. And no one would ever want that. And everyone would go, wow, that's kind of insulting to the black people. Sure, but you should still be allowed to do it. So right. I don't ever want to sit here and say, while I agree with you on the topic, that, that that definitely does have that effect. Yes. I can see it having that effect. I don't think that should ever come into play as, into deciding whether or not this movie should exist or whether or not it's good. Don't, mis- don't misinterpret what I said, though. But I, I see what you're saying, and I agree. Because here's the thing. Is I'm saying that I still like I so we're referring to the mental illness here still right right yeah so, yeah. so and, he, and he's so, saying he's saying that he's glad that this, they that they showed it rather than never showing it at all right but but even though we all agree on the point that it's yeah it's probably not it's probably it's it's the wrong portrayal yes, yes. So, yeah yeah so but, he, just to clarify my stance on that the 
at the beginning of this, when we were talking about it, I said, I think everyone should go still see the movie. Yes. For sure. I would recommend people should go see the movie. Yeah. However. Maybe not for that part. Oh, no. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter so much. I'm not saying don't make the movie. I'm not saying don't put out the movie. I think anyone who wants access to the movie should have access to the movie. I don't agree with it. Yeah. That is the difference. Oh, okay. What I'm saying is that I think that it was very wrong what they did. Yeah. I understand why they did it. I mm-hmm. think that they did it masterfully. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not shying away from that. Well, they. They. But they. But like they. They at least attempt. They make an attempt to put the onus on society at large and the different people he's interacting with, yes. rather than the mental illness itself. Even though obviously it still comes off as a mentally ill, violent person. Yes. Yeah. And and, and that I part I'm, I'm not a fan of. Yeah. But the way that everything else coalesced into the movie itself was good. Yeah. But. That aspect of it, I'm not yeah. a fan of. So you're saying for the for the other parts of the film, the sort of pointing a finger back at society that worked. Well, that's all it was, right? Because yeah, like yeah. just like how we as we were talking, yeah, we we saw that everything that he did negative was upheld by society, right? And everything that he tried to do positive was shamed. Yeah. So and that like yes, a hundred percent. It's one hundred percent society that made the Joker in totally. this movie. Totally. It wasn't the origin. Well, of this, of I dis- the- I disagree with that in a sense, but. We'll get to that. I would like to see My how you disagree point. with that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. That's the <laughs> very clear message of this fucking movie. <laughs> but okay, all right. So either way, that I'm about that's to rock star this shit, baby. <laughs> I, I'm interested to see it. Um, Just wait. But that's that's my opinion on the movie. That's yeah. kind of what I saw. No, no, I definitely appreciate all those points, and I can definitely see eye to eye with you on many of them, if not all of them. I respect okay. your all right, words. You got to sway us now. Okay. So- so I do have some points to the bring up here. Been Actually, let's take a quick break. There'll be a music break here, and we'll, we'll do some saving of this thing so far before we get into okay. this. All right, bitches, are you ready for this? Y'all ready for this? <laughs> we're, we're gonna. Let's not. I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start soft, like half chub. Okay, and we're gonna talk about this. <laughs> so look, here's what's going down. I'm about that to throw the. I'm about to throw the half chub down because you're at half chub. It's, it's on the. It's on, the, it's on the desk. And uh, Todd Phillips is a director, comedic director, one-time comedic director, yeah, right? Hangover. The Hangover, one of the greatest comedy films of all time, my, in my humble opinion. I completely agree. Uh, and, uh, and here he is doing the darkest fucking movie I've ever seen in my whole goddamn life. I give him huge props. I don't know, the honestly, I know that he has done The Hangover yeah. in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else he's done, but just those two. Dude, he did like Road Trip or some shit. He's a fantastic like, he, director because he, he can do multiple themes yeah it's it's amazing to me that i mean it just shows that like a great director who has depth in one genre can also have depth in another genre and and i don't know that i've often seen that because I, there's been directors who've tried their hand at different genres and sort of you know have failed at it yeah but in this case here, here's one where todd phillips is uh has really proved himself as a director if anything like uh you know d- despite the writing despite the themes we disagree with and things like that i mean i think it was a brilliant directorial job uh on his part and yeah. i think it i think it deserves recognition so along with joaquin phoenix uh principal performance so it was just uh those two things in particular and the cinematography and stuff man just man Oh my God! Like what a what a movie! I, I, I need to add a, a quick little thing. I I think this movie hits the beats really well, which is to say, this movie fall this movie follows a formula, and it does that formula masterfully. Yeah, but that's what upsets me about the movie is that it follows <laughs> a formula. Yeah, I wanted this movie not. To follow a would you say would you say that the last time we saw um, a great Joker, which would have been like Dark Knight, right? In terms of the films, yeah. So would you say that that 
portrayal of the Joker did a better job at subverting expectations of how that interaction would go between him and Bruce Wayne? I don't know. The way I saw this movie, in all honesty, was that this movie ended and Dark Knight started. Kind of, like, yeah. Like obviously with the years in between, but yeah, I mean, I like that. I felt like it was the same. Similar, character. similar themes. Definitely darker. I did not definitely get darker. that. At all. And that's fair, but to me, to me, that's what it felt like. Yeah, this this Joker. What I, what I and I'm calling Joker for your guys' sake. I don't really believe he was the Joker in in, no in the grander Joker. sense of the thing. Yeah. But uh, I think um, except for Mark Hamill, he's the Joker. Yeah. yeah, I think he wasn't. He wasn't quite the force of nature that I think he was billed to be in in the lead up to this film. So it seemed like there was going to be this massive upheaval in the film that he was going to be kind of not just at the center of, but also kind of a driving force in. Yeah, but and, but there and, was. But yeah, but uh, part of it, part of it was imagined. Part of it wasn't. And. Like, for instance, at the end, when, when they're in the accident, they pull him out, put him on the hood of the car, and then he stands up, and everyone's, like, cheering him on. I think that was another imagined sequence. I, I, think, I don't. I, I think don't. any point in the film where he got positive feedback from anyone was basically imagined. No, I don't think so. Not in the cases where he was doing evil and being, getting positive feedback. I don't think those were imagined. Okay. So can you name another example just to help uh, me? Yeah. Shooting of the kids. And everyone's like, yeah, I'm happy like those shitheads got... Uh, yeah. And you also have like, done well. It was kind of double. It was it was two sided feedback. There, also, yeah. the the yeah. Murray thing. So the scene with the riots, the riots occurring. Do you believe that he killed Murray? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. 100%. The reason, and it's very simple. There's a scene just after the killing of Murray. Yeah. Where they're backing away from like a bunch of TV screens. Yeah. And what that's telling me, the way I interpreted that cinematography, mm-hmm. was that they are showing us that ninety percent of this movie had been from just Flex point of view. Actually, Fleck's perspective. up until that point, the entire thing, every single yes, scene had him. Arthur Fleck in it. And you're right. That was, was the one all scene. His perspective. That's right. So this scene pulled away. Interesting. And it showed us what was going on from multiple perspectives. Yeah. And to me, that what that told me was that we were pulling out of Arthur Flex's insanity. Yeah. We so, were pulling out from his perspective. Well, that yeah. makes sense because the then the murder of the Waynes would have been real because that, yes. that happened without him there. That the, One of the very few scenes in the film that sort of happened... Without him in it, right? Um, yeah, very interesting. Very, very interesting. We became not a first person um, camera. Yeah, we became mm-hmm. a third person. I tell you, camera. I wanted to believe that scene was was supposed to be real in the movie because that that would have made so much sense for the character and the sort of the realization of him as the Joker, right? I wanted it to be real, but at that point, I was so skeptical about anything being real in the movie. I'm like, is he just sitting in Arkham for this entire thing? Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly didn't know at the end. I'm like, well, I feel like he kind of is, but then he did the murder at the very, very end, which was kind of handled jokingly and very lightly um, when he was getting chased Scooby-Doo style, like back and forth honestly, across the Honestly, they should have just ended that whole... I'll talk about that and, and how they should have ended it. <laughs> like a full... like Not like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'll, I'll talk about that later. Okay, so uh, let's see. So yeah, I didn't think he was that much of a force of nature, but there were some cool moments in it where uh, the riots were happening, and those were the moments I enjoyed the most. Was to see sort of the you know society becoming uh, sort of detached from itself, where you have this contingent yeah. of uh, of anarchy sort of happening in the streets. I found that to be extremely entertaining, and I really wanted to see more of that. Right, more of the upheaval happening. So and then. Um, I don't know if I should get to the big one yet or not. I guess I'll do it. I'm just gonna now, do it. At this point, now we're, do we're, it. We're do it. Up. I am do full it. mass. Do it. This is going down. So basically, guys, um, here's the thing: Thomas Wayne created the Joker. Thomas Wayne created the Joker in this in- movie. Interesting. Why do you say that? So because I actually believe the narrative of the mother that it actually was his. That it actually was her child. But they already proved that it wasn't. That's not necessarily true. So I, I, I think I think the whole situation got gaslit by Thomas Wayne when she was forced into Arkham, and I think he 
purposely drove documents her crazy. and yeah. things like that. I do believe huh. that that is a personal. I, I do I do agree that that is one of the interpretations of this movie. Totally, totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I, I think there's enough evidence there to support it as an interpretation. Well, no, so. I, I don't think it, I don't think it's that there's enough evidence there. I think there's no evidence there. But the point is that you have to. No, there, there is one physical piece of evidence in the film. And it's something that, that Arthur Fleck actually glosses over. He looks what? at the photo of his young mother, and on the back it says, I love your smile, or you have a beautiful smile, uh, dash uh, TW. Oh, I, don't, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I need to look that up. Yeah. So, and then, uh, so no, I, I think that was, it was, again, in this film, who the hell knows, man? It was all over the place, but uh, that, that is a piece of physical evidence that was shown in the film in a scene that seemed to have clarity, right, when he was going through his mother's belongings. See, I took that, I took that as an opportunity for... Um, if you wanted to believe the narrative of an uh, that I took that as a part of the narrative of insanity can be imposed upon you when you're not really insane, right? And, and that in more of a metaphysical sense, like the Joker's not insane. Society says he's insane, but yeah. he's not actually. Just like his mother, yeah. And I, that's what I took out of that was you could interpret it in that way if you wanted yeah, yeah. to just believe his mother, yeah. Believe so, air quotes an insane. Just, person. just for the sake of listeners, let me walk through that. So Thomas Wayne has an affair outside of marriage with this woman, Penny Fleck. Yeah. So Arthur's Arthur's mother. So she begets a child, Arthur Fleck. So she lives in a bad situation though. So she's poor, she's she's destitute or whatever. She she hangs out with bad men, it sounds like, according to the reports that, yeah. that he saw in the uh in the uh Arkham report, if that can be, you know, in her medical file, if that can if any of that could be believed. So instead of raising the child as his own or as a bastard child, basically, uh Thomas Wayne seeks to disavow the entire thing. So he accuses her of being crazy. Uh, because she's obsessing over him, likely, and, and, and creating a better life for her and her son. Um, so in the meantime, um, Arthur is in situations where he's getting abused at home. So she ends up getting put into Arkham, accused of, like, you know, child neglect, child abuse, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's getting, you know, tortured, tested, you know, getting hopped up on drugs, whatever the case may be. And then uh, and then at the same time, they're forging paperwork in the background about, oh, no, he's, he's an adopted child. You adopted him. Here's the adoption papers yeah. to prove that, which doesn't even make sense, because I don't think she would have had the resources or or the know-how to even do that as a character, it sounds like, if she's yep. sort of this easily manipulated. Well, unless her uh, insanity deti- like became worse as she became Totally, worse. and it, that could have happened, right? So I could be wrong about this entire theory, but that's that's the story beat of how they ended up there then. So And then and then she was right all along because she was writing Thomas Wayne letters throughout the film that he never got or didn't care to get, uh, trying to get him to help her son Arthur because she knew there was a problem, yep. So which they demonstrated there, when he read the letter about. Yeah, there's definitely two yeah. interpretations of there of the where... Do you think she is right or do you think she is wrong? Do you think her insanity is... Do you think she's insane or that she's not? I, I don't, there's I no don't, way to tell. Yeah, I don't think it's intrinsic. I think it was mostly extrinsic. Wait a second. She adopted him? That's yeah. that's what they claimed in the film. That's, that's what, wait, that's what the paperwork... That, that doesn't make sense, though. That's what the that, paperwork asserted. Well, hold on a second. If, if she has a mental condition that he is effectively inherited, he can't be adopted. Exactly. Exactly. So th- that's why I'm saying Thomas Wayne created the Joker in this movie. So it's just interesting that in this, I, I sincerely hope this sets up a new Batman timeline, honestly, because I would love to see the new Robert Pattinson, the Batman film, sort of play on this, right? Where Thomas Wayne is the one who set this all into motion, 
uh, thus facilitating the creation of the first Joker if he doesn't end up being the final Which, Joker. Which, by the way, is not the first time that's happened in, right, in right. the stories. Right, so, right. So, so there will likely be another Joker in the future. So more concurrent with Batman whenever yeah. Bruce Wayne is grown in up. In comics, Thomas Wayne has, in fact, at some, in one of the origin stories of the Joker, created the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this, so this it's not unprecedented, right? Yep. And then young Bruce Wayne is in this film. He does see his parents killed right in front of him in the alleyway, right? So there, there's a full setup here that I think they could ride right into Robert Pattinson's The Batman Right, and then and then this world is already very well established. Right, this very extremely gritty and dark take on Gotham. It's the darkest we've ever seen. See, I think the problem with that is they used certain cinema, cinematic um, techniques to tell us what is real, what is not. Yeah. Um, and in fact, they even told us to a degree See, many of the. I, I wasn't good at picking up on that though in this film. I wasn't good at picking up on it. So like e- even the scene with like the picture where he sees. But even then, they told us. They straight up told us. But yeah, but it was it, it wasn't related to the picture scene though that I was talking no, about. No, no, yeah, it yeah. wasn't related to that. Yeah, but I, I. That 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 was more to do with Sophie. Was that her name? Yeah, Sophie and a few other played things. by played by um 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 uh, Domino. What's her name? Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. They straight up told us the scenes that were fake, and yep. that framed the rest of it, that you know which parts were fake and you know which parts were real. Yeah. It, it, this movie started off with, you know what's real. The yep. movie started off with, you, well, you think you know what's real. Right. And then it split off into these multiple possibilities. Yes. And then re-collapsed in on itself at the end. Yeah. To, now we know what is real and what is not. Right. Um, I think that was a huge mistake. Hmm. I think... And this comes down to to our. Where, where do you think? Where do you think it should have diverged? I think it should have started off with you. Th- you think you know it's real. Yeah. And what should have happened is it should have gone through these all these. Di- it should have had different scenes, kind of like the way um, Inception did scenes, where it wasn't about the journey of how they got to those scenes, because you realize that was the trick was when they never showed you how they got there. Yeah. That's how you knew it was a dream because they say you never know how you get there in a dream. Mm-hmm. Kind of in, in a, you don't have to do exactly that, but what they would do is they tell these different scenes that would, that yeah, would, I, I could see that. And some would be positive and some would be negative. And then as the movie, but where Inception on, handled that well, there have been movies that have not handled that not well. Handled well. And I'm thinking of like Tree of Life. So oh, yeah, there's yeah, one yeah. example where it's just like all over the fucking place. Yeah, kind of. Like and it's tree so of... pretentious that like, oh no, you're just supposed to get what's going on here. Yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. Tree of Life, where you're you're supposed to see all these stories, but at first, as you're watching these different scenes play out in whatever order they show right. them to you, you're supposed to understand it as a continual um, timelined story. Whereas what happens is over the course of the movie, these stories stop, um, they stop making sense by that. What I mean is they stop being compatible. Yeah, they, you're right. You start to realize, well, if you're that right. story happened, then that story couldn't have happened. Yeah. And then you start to realize some of these are real, some of these are fake. Right. And then by the end of the movie, you literally don't know which one was real and which one was fake. Yeah. This one I felt had that possibility and then collapsed itself. It ruined that possibility. Mm. I mean, it didn't go as far as I would like it to go, um, but it definitely had that, and then collapsed in on itself. It was disambiguation. It, it, yeah, it, it had this. Dis- it had this. This theory. Like of, there, there was ambiguity, and then they just there was ambiguity yeah. in his insanity to a small degree. I mean, I caught up on it pretty quickly. Yeah, but I think they shouldn't have made it as clear, mm. um, or at least made every different scene very different. This way, you couldn't tell what were the weird ones. And what yeah, because yeah. they were all weird. Yeah, yeah. And I think they never should have collapsed it. Mm. Collapsed the story back on itself. This way, you knew what the final story is. And then I also think the end should have been uh, 
the the line he says right before the scene where he kind of has the the Benny Hill scene through the hallway. Oh yeah. <laughs> First of all, don't have that fucking scene. Yeah, yeah. First of all, don't have yeah, that yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I, I thought, I thought when I saw it, I actually thought of like Scooby Doo, where they're running back and forth. Yeah. And, I, and in a review online, one of the reviews I read, they even mentioned it. I'm like, fuck, I'm not the only one. How's yeah. this well, possible? Benny Hill, Scooby Doo, yeah. it's all taken. It was like a thing. total Hanna Barbera cartoon. Yeah. So I, I think they should not have had that scene. And right before that scene, the Joker is in the insane asylum, and he, and he makes the comment to the the social worker, um, where he starts laughing. And she's like, hey, is, is there something, is there, what's up? And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, nothing, just thinking of something funny. Just thinking of a joke. Yeah. And she's like, would you like to tell? He's like, no, nah, you wouldn't get it anyway. And then he quotes a Frank Sinatra song. <laughs> no. Uh, I think that right there, that line should have been cut credits. Uh, yeah. They should have had the whole movie as all these different storylines. You never collapsed them. You realize that not all of them can be real but you don't know which one's real and which one's fake because they're incompatible. And then it all collapses him in an insane asylum. Yeah. And the question is, and all of them have to end with, he had a chance to end at an insane asylum. So the question is, was one of them real? Which one was real? Were any of them real? Right. Um, and then he just ends it with, you know, this is a joke. You know, the movie could have realistically ended with just him standing on the car and everyone sort of cheering him on and then you could have decided if that was real or not. But like, it's almost like there was like 10 minutes of movie missing between that and then when he was in the insane asylum. Like, how did he even get to Arkham? Like, it doesn't even make sense. Well, he got, clearly the police got him. Like, but, but, I didn't but there was this enormous him. mob. Like, what happened to the mob? What happened to, what happened to Gotham? teams. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, that's the thing, though. It's like, it's a movie. It's supposed to show you some of this, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and that ending was just, I don't know, the last five minutes of it was just like, meh, whatever. Like, at, the, at that point, I'm just like, it's a super dark fucking film. It's a, it's a Joker and Batman origin story. I get it. So it's... I agree. I felt it was kind of like they were trying... They, they just wanted to end it. And they didn't know how to end it, so they, they tried to end it on, like, this well, how weird... Can you, how can you go... Insane, Is it real or is it not? Fuck you. You collapsed it all. Yeah. You told us what was real. But where can you go from like shooting the night, the the late night talk show host in the fucking head on live TV? Like that, the dude, like that, that moment. That was a good ending spot, too. It was, yeah. By the way, I love it. It was so insane, though. Like, what can you possibly do? (laughs) I don't know if you guys caught the same feeling that I did from that scene. There's a scene right after he shoots him where he's kind of just like, what do I do now? He sits there, yeah. He sits there. Kind of feeling good for himself. And yeah. he's like, okay, I, I should get up now. Yeah. And he gets up and he starts to kind of walk away. He goes, no, I'm not going to go that way. I'm, I'm going to go this way. No, I'm not going to go I'm going to go this way. Because yeah. What is he, he saying to the camera? He says something to the camera, doesn't he? I don't remember what he says. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was do you clearly that? important. Yeah. What I enjoyed was his sort of just chaotic, I don't know what to do next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because that's kind of, he, he had this whole plan well, going yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. And then he didn't abide by that plan. So he didn't have a plan for after he went to go was, kill himself. I thought, he, I thought his plan was to blow his own head off. Yeah, yeah. it was. So, and it was at while he was at the the shooting, like while he was at the yeah. on the show, he decided not to do that. But why? Okay, that, that was actually a point I didn't touch on. I wanted to. Uh, there was a there's a fun little nifty thing they were doing where he's talking about uh, near the beginning of the, the film, and this was in the trailer. Uh, he's like, "All thoughts I have are bad thoughts," right? Like he's like nothing. In my brain yeah. So now in the movie, this happens sense. after he's off the meds, and 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 the psychologist is about to tell him that, no, it's that a, the program's ending. No, it's no, right it's before like he still he still has he's still on the meds at this point. Um, Are you sure? Because I think this was the scene yeah. right when right no, when the, the psychologist announced that that well he needed his up shrink, his dose. Yeah, yeah. No, no, this was before that. Was just, that was the second one where he meets one him. of the ones with the psychologist. Does, yeah. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> 
at this point he's still effectively on drugs. Yeah, yeah. But sure. There was a there's this neat thing where he kept going on about all of the the bad shit uh, that was like kind of transpiring in the movie and kind of what he was doing. But he when he started to derive satisfaction from those bad thoughts it was kind of neat to see a character who's like okay i'm doing stuff that's wrong but i'm uh, getting a good uh satisfaction from it because at that point it was clear to to him that he didn't fit in properly in society based on based on the structures of society that he had but there was this weird uh, interpol- interpretation of everything around him where he started to see that it wasn't necessarily bad thoughts that he was having. They were just thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of people didn't really know where to put him either. And so that he started to construct his own version of reality mm-hmm. where all of this stuff was okay. And that culminated in the talk show where he was like, I'm going to blow my brains out because I just need to end it at this point. Yeah, But then he saw like, Wait a second. There's another path I can walk here. Yeah, and that's when he instead shoots Murray, mm-hmm. and then he gets up. He goes, "Oh man, this is great. I can do whatever I want now." And then he gets this confusion. He's like, "But nobody's ever tread this before, so I don't know what to do." Yeah. yeah. So it becomes chaotic in that sense because before that he wasn't chaotic at all. Sure. Yeah. He yeah. was very regimented. Yeah. And the chaos only came when he started to embark on this new endeavor. Yeah. yeah. When he let go of. Of what he yeah. what he thought was right, correct, yeah, and then be, and then what he thought the people the society wanted from him, yeah, disjointed way of bringing it up, but that's it. Oh, sorry, <laughs> where's that coming from? This isn't ringing. It's not mine. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's so random. Anyway. It's so random. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. It. The house is haunted. That's that's spooky October stuff for you. Yeah. So, like, uh, let's talk about like. Um, so it's a Joker, right? And there should be like at least some darkly funny moments in the film. So like uh, one one that I can re- recollect is like the one moment where I actually got a little bit of a chuckle just because of how like insane it was was uh, just after he murdered the big guy in his apartment. And then they had the little person with him, right? Oh, so I the love little it. English guy. You, know, you can say midget. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 oh. no. You can't. Little person. Little person's <laughs> correct terminology. And what happened is, wow, is that's he's a, that's a so basically worse. like he's just he's just witnessed this he's just witnessed witnessed this absolute grisly murder, man, where he's like stabbing the guy in the neck and face with these scissors, oh, I like love it. smashing his head out of all crazy scene. It was a great scene. And then he's sitting there, sort of you know tuckered out, you know, for murdering this yeah. guy, covered in blood. But he's like he normalizes again. He normalizes again. And he's talking to the guy. He's like, yeah, you can go, no problem, buddy. You know, he's like, oh, just don't look, just don't look at it. It's okay, just step over it. You know, and then the guy yeah, gets like, to like the I door. Get to the door. He gets to the door, and the lock <laughs> is done up high, and he can't reach the lock. So he turns back to Arthur. He's like, um, can, 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 can you get the, the, the lock for me? He's like, he's so scared. Yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah, yeah he's like, oh, no problem, buddy. Yeah, have a good one. See you later. See, that's, <laughs> you were nice to me. We're cool. Yeah, yeah. He, then he closes it again, and you think, like, oh, shit. And he's like, you know what? You're one of the only ones who was ever nice to me. See you later, buddy. <laughs> he, like, pats him on the head or something. Yeah. So it was just so random. Well, I don't think it was that random, though. Because no. because it was the, was the only character who was ever nice to him. No, no, I just mean, had, like, the comedic he, element of yeah, it. I, yeah, no, <laughs> and I felt, get that. But dude. it was, like, that was such a telling moment for the character. So it was, like, he's not inherently bad. Right, right. No, he's, yeah. it, I mean, some of the things he does toward the end so, are definitely out of revenge, I, obviously. I, I got to tell a quick story in yeah, on that, yeah. at that scene. Um, so I went to go see it really last minute with uh, with one of our buddies, Nick. Yeah. 
and I, I basically was driving home like shit. I got I got I got a moment here. I, yeah. I, my schedule's been crazy, so I'm like I got a moment. Gotta Something ended quicker than I anticipated. I'm just gonna go watch it now. Otherwise, I may not get a chance. Yeah. So I just I called him up. And I'm like, hey, you want to go? He's like, yeah, sure. So I went with Nick, and that scene just started, and his phone starts to go off. I'm like the fuck, like Nick Nick's a turn off the phone. Yeah. You don't talk to him. Like he's that kind of guy generally. Yeah. He very rarely talks. And I'm like, that's really strange. So he goes running out. I'm like, what the fuck was that all about? In the middle of the scene, he missed that whole fucking scene. With oh, them in the apartment yeah. and, and yeah. the, the little oh, person. Shit. He missed that what a scene whole to miss. scene. Yeah. Good and gracious. So he comes back <laughs> and he's like, did I miss anything? I'm like, you, I'm not even going to tell you what you missed because you're just going to hate yourself. <laughs> oh my God. He missed like one of the like one craziest of the best moments, like an absolute explosion of, of uh, <laughs> violence. So yeah. Bummer, yeah. huh? He, he was pissed. His, his phone, uh, he, he got a single text, but the, the, sa- the sound it makes for the text kept looping Oh, and it wouldn't stop. Even though his phone was set to silent, oh shit! It's still like a full-on glitch, full-on glitch, oh and it just kept. So not only did it not go to silent, was it not on silent? Even though he set it to silent, <laughs> like he had it set to phone. silent. I would have just thrown the phone to like the front of the well, theater. He, yeah, he could. <laughs> he could figure out. So he ran out of the Chuck theater. Shut the fucking thing. And then he just he literally just turned his phone off. He's yeah, like, I was out there, couldn't figure it out. I just shut it down. Crazy. And came right I, back. That's in. full-on glitch. Yeah, no, I. That's funny because whenever I go to a movie, <laughs> um, I always silent my phone. And then I shut it off. No, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know why I do it. I, I, do, I do double silence. making sure. I do yeah. silence in airplane. I'm mode. like, I'm like, I never know if it's going to go online again because I've had that happen with me in the past mm. where I've accidentally maybe like pressed against the power button, it turned on, and started making noise, and I was like, that's not happening again. Why do we so, feel so much anxiety about that though? Because Are we turning into Joker. No, yeah. because I. <laughs> Because I legitimately want to throw a knife at anyone that ever does. Yeah, that. I know. I yeah, 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 yeah. So and seeing as I, I know, don't want to, for me, it's myself. people who are like discreetly checking their phone, thinking like they're actually discreetly checking it in a dark theater with a bunch of even people in there, and they're like trying dimmest. to, they're trying to hide it, and it's just a yeah. bright light in my face. Yeah, yeah even at yeah. its most dimmest, you're like, you realize that in contrast, yeah, yeah. that it's is a, the brightest thing yeah. on this. Yeah, fucking, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a I, beacon. I always, I always, the the beacons of Gondor have lit. See, I always think of uh, b- back at to like Firefly. <laughs> I always think back to Firefly, where uh, Shepard Book is like, uh, what was it? There's a special place in hell for uh, uh, pedophiles and people who speak during movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, there I, I, this I, is this isn't a movie a lot of people talk during. Let me tell you no, what, man. And that's Holy the, this shit. is not a movie. Don't fucking interrupt me because yeah, this yeah. is an intense. As soon as you get pulled out, it's like oof. it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, I, so I should describe. So the scene that pulled. Speaking of getting, yeah, yeah, of yeah, you out, got pulled out by one scene. Uh, yeah. There's the scene that the scene that pulled Woo-hoo! me out was. So it turns <laughs> out that Murray found a clip of Arthur Fleck in the comedy club when he couldn't get out his joke because he had to, because yeah, his, yeah. his sickness, laughing, his yeah. laughter kicked in yeah, and yeah. he couldn't get out his laugh. So this, he was making fun of him. And all I could think about is, yeah, this is eighty, you know, nineteen eighty one. Do you know when the camcorder came into existence? <laughs> well, even yeah, but they but the but a club like that could have had studio cameras in, in, in an open mic like that, and and then we in have the bottom of a bottom. And then of we basement? have to assume. Yeah. I don't fuck. Oh no! Remember camcorders but, before but, the camcorder was like well, this no, big. The weirder thing that I it think was is like, no, they were small by then. In the seventies, they had like handheld ones they could even use too. Not of the quality that they fucking. But they were like had no, the but, no, sure, but they were like that, beta. that's a suspension yeah. of technology, right? I, I I get that it was a suspension of disbelief, but my brain immediately went. The thing that's weirder that is wouldn't have happened. the thing that's weirder <laughs> is is that we're like in the film for all intents and purposes they're treating it like a viral video, but like yeah. someone from the club would have had to like 
bring that to someone, the to Murray's attention. Like someone physically went to bring an it there. Open mic, nobody cares, yeah. hole in the wall place. Yeah, yeah. With a really big ass camera. Yeah, yeah. Expensive film. Got it. Uh, got it. Filmed it. Yeah. Went and got it developed. Yep. And then sent it in. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. That would not have <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, oh, I don't disagree. And it was a moment in my brain just went. Yeah, no, this isn't this isn't a fucking like. Well, you know how Wayne but, Industries but got so rich, right? How Se- selling the VCR, baby, VHS <laughs> yeah. camcorders. That's how they did it. <laughs> well, in, in the eighties, they still had like camera crews for news. So those things and they, they were they all at yeah, the but comedy they, club. they take a lot of work and effort to get through. You're yeah. not just gonna be a random person oh, who yeah, found yeah, this yeah. video. But no, I was just saying that. Like, there's there's a feasibility. Is there a reality where that likely happens? No. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, is it feasible? Yeah. Possible. So, Very unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could see that. I could see how that would pull you pull we, you out. Before yeah. we run out of time, though, we should jump into playing and watching now. Yeah. I mean, uh, last thoughts on the movie? No. Honestly, um, any anything else you would change specifically about the film? Would I change? I don't even want to tread on that fucking territory because <laughs> the, I'm going to be honest with you. DC is such a fucking mess. I know. We'll just assume this is the beginning. What do you a, mean? A no. new beginning. I don't even want that. I no. want this movie to be its it's by itself. Really? No, I I wouldn't. Ow. I uh, I want it to be. I want it to be the lead into the Batman. No. Um. I want this Gotham. Mm, I think that this version of Gotham kind of already exists, be it either in the games or or in the in one of the shows or movies. But at the same time, I mean, like the movie as it was was ultimately okay. Mm-hmm. Um. I wouldn't touch it, but I also like it. It's one of those things like when I look at a movie and I go, This should have been done differently. Yeah. It's because I know, in my mind at least, that they fucked up somewhere. Yeah. In this movie, I don't think that they necessarily did. I don't agree with some of the things they did, but I don't think they fucked up either. Okay. So I wouldn't change it. Okay. I, I feel like they, I, I again, I think it's a, de- it's a decent movie. Do I think it's worth going seeing in the theaters? No. Do I think it's worth seeing? Yes. Yeah. It comes on Netflix or a DVD and you want to rent it or uh, Amazon Prime or whatever, whatever rental service you have. Well, it, it's I definitely it's worth, worth some money. Theater. Like as long as like what you want is like an existential feeling of dread. Yeah. So I mean, it definitely gives you that. <laughs> but and I think on that I think on that handle it follows the formula of that kind of movie to the fucking T. And not only that, it follows the formula perfectly. Yeah. And it does a very good job of it. Does it does classical cinematography really well? It hits all those beats. It does everything that a movie should do well. But I think what upsets me is that this was a movie about a delusional man with, um, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a term for he, he sees visions or whatever, and hallucinations, hallucination. You know, yeah. a man who is psychotic and sociopathic and or psychotic, yeah, yeah. Or, psych- psychotic, whatever, psychotic. all of the above, all of the above. And I think the movie didn't go as far as it should yeah. have, as far as the character asks them that they should go. I only have one more thing to say. So I was going to go see the movie with my brother-in-law. He had the duck out. So there was about to be a school a school strike, actually, uh, yeah. for schools in Ontario. Hmm. That didn't follow through, so he couldn't go, right? And then, uh, so actually my father-in-law actually ended up going with me, who you both oh, would probably know. Really? Yeah. Which was really, I told him, I said, I said, father-in-law, this will likely be one of the darkest films you've ever seen. Like, for all intents and purposes, for all the reviews I'm reading, I'm like, this film is going to be very dark, and I don't think it's going to be a ton of fun. So just so you know, but he was he was intent on going to see it. And and I don't I don't know that, that you know, so similar to me, that he 
enjoyed it. I, yeah. d- I don't know if he did that much, right? But he also didn't have a lot of negative things to say about it on the drive home. So like he was talkative <laughs> about it. But yeah, very, very interesting situation. I've never seen a movie with him uh, before, I don't think, much less like literally the most like dreadful one I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so. I think the only movies I've ever seen with him is when I was a little kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think I ever got his opinion on we're, it. We're both, big, I, we're both big on Stallone and, and Schwarzenegger. So I've watched no, many of those that. films I with him. I know that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, they have all those on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but um, he lo- he loves my impressions. Too, I gotta, so I gotta, gotta ask. To me to do them. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta ask him about that. Did you ever see that upcoming... that a prison escape movie with Schwarzenegger and Stallone? They're like oh. they're stuck in a prison together, and it's yeah. two guys who like yes, literally I've barely even speak English, like trying to like trying to like it, get out of this it's, it's, this, this like super high tech prison. I don't think Stallone speaks another language other than English. He yeah, just yeah. speaks Stallone. We got we got to do reviews of really shit movies like this sometime because it was so much fun. They're gonna so get well, well, no, no, because you have you have has like Ozzy Osbourne. Well, you have thing. Sly, and Sly's like, well, I don't know what He's gonna go up and get to prison. He's gonna escape, escape lab. <laughs> and then, and then you have Schwarzenegger's like, yeah, 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 get out of the prison. Yeah, get out of the prison right now. Like, oh, and then God. you have Stallone, like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna yeah, get yeah. to the prison block. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where that comes from. And then Stallone, oh get, right. the, get the shiv. <laughs> I love your Stallone. I love it. It's, that's my sly. So anyway, that's your, that's he, your next character. Yeah, he's always trying top. to get me. He's always trying to get me to do these impressions, man. So <laughs> Alex, promise me that's your next character for. I wish I could. Oh, yeah, that's definitely like a, like a meathead character for no. For, it should uh, be your uh, wizard. upcoming game. <laughs> the wizard. Yeah, but then he has to have an Dude. arcane spell failure chance for fucking up the verbal components Dude. of all spells. Meat, meathead <laughs> wizard. Boom. <laughs> oh, definitely been done. Oh, been what? Done. Oh, yeah, been done. Cool. But, All uh, right. So, yeah, I guess we're going to do uh, playing and watching then. So yes. If if it pleases you. It pleases me much. <laughs> I wasn't sure what to respond to that. I didn't know either. I didn't have... I was like, like supposed to we... orgasm if it pleases me? Because that's usually what I do when things please me. <laughs> Namely, my wife. That was that was supposed to be euphoric. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everybody gets one baby. Shazam. <laughs> yeah. What I if every time I, he did that, it just gave him a boner? <laughs> I think I, I think I have to go. I think I have to leave now. <laughs> Well, this thing was always about to derail. I'll see you guys next it's week, I guess. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it up to Rob then. What have you been playing and or watching? Oh, wow. Playing and or watching. So, a bunch of things. Saw it too. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Any good? No. Okay. Not not um, not as good as it won. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It. There was like a lot of really <laughs> funny moments in that movie. Yeah. It's a movie about technology, right? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, Did you try turning it off and on again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it would have worked better if I just left it off. It's, oh. <laughs> oh, that is not a good. Oh, review. you just shredded this. <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. Um, I mean, it is what it is. It was shit. I mean, like, what do you want me to say? Uh, Pennywise was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, as he should be. The, the rest of the he's movie. He's an interdimensional murderous clown. The, the rest <laughs> of the movie was, a, was effectively. So, yeah. Well, he's an interdimensional being who takes the form of a clown. Yeah. Huh. And here's the thing: is like all the actors didn't necessarily do a bad job per se. 
half it, the cast was kind of garbage. Pretty but... good cast though. Well, that and that's the thing is that it wasn't that they were necessarily James McAvoy bad. was like the main grown up well, yeah. kid in it, wasn't he? Well, main, I don't know about that, but he did a really good job. A couple of the other actors did a really good job, but they've got no fucking screen chemistry. Uh, any of them. They just they got are, good actors, not actors who act well together. No, some of the actors who people refer to as good actors were not good here. Interesting. Um, hmm. Don't know their names off the top of my head. Yeah. McAvoy I actually liked. I thought he did a pretty good okay, job. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know if the guy can do a bad job. Like He's a great actor. Um, X-Men. No, I've seen, yeah, I've, seen, yeah. I've seen one or two things where he was not exactly what I would call a X-Men prime. First Class, X-Men. I don't even think he was bad at that. I think first that, that X-Men, X-Men, every X-Men. See, the thing he is, like, that's, First Class is still good. I think that a lot of that is just, like, those are just popcorn flicks. The writing's not fantastic on those. I think we can probably all agree on that. Yeah. Marvel movies are popcorn flicks. You can have popcorn flicks that aren't, that don't make me want to vomit out my asshole. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Well, at this point now, at this point now, interesting description also of, called diarrhea. Interesting description of diarrhea. Yeah. At, at this point now, the the, the X Men and the Fantastic Four cows have their udders attached to the Disney. Yeah. So yeah. they'll probably be better from now on. But we'll wait and see on that. I'm still thinking of Doctor like uh, like diagnosing you with acute asshole vomit. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, so you seem to have a case of have seen the fantastic, the latest Fantastic Four yeah, yeah. movie, <laughs> Vomit that of was, the Asshole. That was garbage. That was such I garbage. I refuse to see that movie. I've never you seen should. it, and I you won't. Should. See it's an amazing it. comedy, dude. No, I will no, not see it. No, it's not a comedy. I will not. No, see yeah, it. it is. No, oh it's a. It's God. what I like to call a third person comedy where you're laughing because you're watching the damn thing. <laughs> no, see, the problem is, is I'm laughing at myself because I know that I'm wasting my own fucking precious time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want that fucking two hours. of back of Not my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, did you know uh, that film? A Joker prequel. <laughs> <laughs> One of the... <laughs> no, it's not really. It was just... It was really so bad it made it the so, Joker. Yeah, so um, existential. <laughs> okay, other than that, though, what I've been playing and watching, I watched the latest season of Big Mouth. Yeah, I've three. seen a lot of uh, a lot of talk about that on social media. People are excited <laughs> about it. Excited about it, yeah. Yep. There was, a, there was an entertaining crossover that happened in that uh, series is it something you can spoil or no? Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, they did a crossover with uh, Queer Eye. The cast really? of Queer Eye was on it, and they <laughs> made over one of the characters in the show. Okay, I got to see this then. That's yeah. funny. It, who, who did it, they it make was, over? They had the, voice, like, they had the Queer Eye guy do. Oh, voice did they really? Actors. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah nice. They had the actual guys nice. in there doing it, and it, it was actually an, it was enjoyable. Okay, I got to see it, this. To now. be honest, that should have been the whole episode, and yeah. it wasn't, and that was their mistake. Oh, uh, okay. Because the rest of the episode was like, it's like, okay, sure, That's but this could have been shunted to another thing. But That's like, a great shtick. It should have been the whole thing. Yeah. Huh. Uh, because fantastic. Well, I gotta anyway, watch it just for that then. And then there was another episode near the end that I mentioned to Adam on the way here where mm. they all had superpowers. Yeah. Um, and there were some amazing fucking like trope, like uh, analog versions of characters that are like, sp- like special characters in like, uh, Marvel or DC. Yeah. And w- there was one that came out of fucking nowhere, but it was perfect for the character. And he was a, he was a cum bender. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, like a shout out to Avatar, phenomenal. <laughs> um, but like the because like it was just like everybody else was like X Men analogs or other things yeah, like yeah. that, and then this person came out of nowhere yeah. 
And just like I was like, why the fuck did they jump to Avatar for this? Interesting, <laughs> interesting. You mentioned Cumbender though, so I don't know. You guys don't know this because you're not in 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 the Twitterverse like I am. But we're actually part of uh, several groups, uh, <laughs> known groups across the Twitterverse, and one of them is actually called the Cum Wizards. So. Oh yeah, you'd well, be so I mean, proud of me. They're, they're, <laughs> I mean, we've seen come wizards, come sprites, things like that from oh, yeah. from like uh, what's it that Ogloff? Ogloff, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah. one. Yeah. Um, we're, but, we're the we're the R and wizard. <laughs> if anybody wants to know, um, what else? <laughs> it's an acronym with all these podcast names. <laughs> we're in the come wizards, okay? <laughs> I'm just gonna move the fuck on. Um, Adam, Adam's head what? just exploded. <laughs> What else? I've been watching a Chef. Watching something else. I just can't concentrate. I know. Um, I've seen him is do it this. because we're retarded? Do we get the R for retarded? Is that what it is? Oh, man. So much socially unacceptable. Yeah, stuff. I know. Anyway, so. It's horribly socially unacceptable. But I couldn't stop myself. Because I don't think D sounds as good for dumbasses. Well, Wiz- that's why, wizards. That's why we're the, the R and wizards. First D's silent for dumbasses. When, when would we technically be called jizzards at that point? Jizzards. Actually, that that's one of the names that's been flying around on those conversations. Yes, jizzards <laughs> makes <laughs> makes more sense. So there's other names too. I'd have to go and look them up. But yeah, okay, yeah. we're gonna move the fuck on. So that, that um, that's that that comes from our friends at a uh, Shart Select Pod. So another gaming pod where they often derail, not too dissimilar from us. But they're more English about it, so yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of fun. You should listen to them. <laughs> Shart Select. It's <laughs> the first time he's hearing the name. So you never heard about them? No, I have. Yeah, I didn't mention it. No, because I have. Because they did a great crossover with no, Grease I... Burrito Podcast, and they called it Shart yes, I know. Burrito. Shart burrito. We're aware. It. Yes, it was so good. <laughs> God damn it. Um, other than that. <laughs> Hashtag Odd Pod Squad. Uh, playing more Beat Saber. Um, which had some new songs come out and some new DLC. That's right. I saw in the chatter in the in the group chat. You guys were talking yeah. about the new mm-hmm. song pack. Um, you said disco, panic at the panic disco. At the disco yeah. yeah, which is the, they only have four songs for it. But cool, good. good I stuff. might get to it tomorrow night. Yeah, you should. Sweet. Um, other than so, that, so the Beat Saber beat off is back on. Yeah, it's not as fur. We're not beating as furiously. As, okay, we're not beating off as yeah, furiously yeah. as we were before. Okay. Well, I'm starting to get back into it, so you may need to step up your game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have time. Yeah. yeah. So I fit <laughs> you in on that's a you problem. I fit you in on Tuesdays <laughs> and Thursdays when Joel doesn't come over for Rocket League. Okay. Well, Joel should just be competing as well. I wish, but he he seems to want to play Rocket League more. Hmm. Look, you need to focus on getting it up. On the screen and playing it, so that's what has to happen. Get it up yeah, on the this VR isn't a headset. Problem I normally have. I yeah, promise. That's I don't what... normally have this problem. Well, I think you should probably talk to someone about it. I think Rob knows a lot about what the problem you might have. Listen, if your beat, huh. if your, if your Beat Saber goes on for more than four hours at a time, you should talk to someone. <laughs> yeah, you should get some help. Yeah, you should be careful not to. Sp- Brain your fucking wrist. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I made that mistake once. <laughs> it definitely don't do it on mushrooms like Rob has done in the past. So definitely. Oh, I have done it on what? mushrooms. What? No, I would have told you about it. No, no, oh. no. Remember, we joked about it before. Right? I said he was likely out on his front lawn. No. Nope. Like, <laughs> I'm going to totally do table. that. Uh, how has that not been your plan? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it's not been my plan. We'll talk about that after. We just had a real eureka moment in here. It was not a eureka <laughs> I think we moment. did talk about it before, but I was afraid of it before. Yeah. Now, I kind of want it. I'm going to go ahead and say episode 42. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't actually know, but yeah, yeah. That's, okay, that's, you that's, can research that later. That's my random guess for this episode. I'm trying to think what else. Men of War Assault Squad, been playing that. Nice. PC? Uh, yep. Yeah, it's a PC game. Cool. By uh, 1C, I think. And the uh, game's essentially like a RTS, but every unit in the game has a full inventory. So it's like a 
weird RPG element to an RTS. Oh, it's and actually kind of cool. Not like Dawn of War 2. Oh, like RTS. More, yeah, yeah. It's a real-time like, strategy game. Yeah, but is it closer in... to Dawn of War 2 style? What do you mean by that? Well, Dawn of War 2, instead of having, like, StarCraft yeah, as an RTS or Warcraft, you have, you know, 100 units on your screen. Yeah. Something like uh, no, 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 yeah, it's Civilization, you have thousands of units. Or, or, or Shogun is still an RTS, but okay. it's like thousands sure. of units. Whereas Dawn of War 2 has, like, five or so, six So units. what's the scale, no. then? Okay, so it's more, like, um, in line with StarCraft. for And each units. unit has its own equipment. Yeah. Yep, I'm so, going to say I don't see, fucking care. See, I knew you were going to say that, and here's why you're a dumbass. He was working hard at qualifying this no. just to shoot it down. Here's the thing. You're an idiot because you don't realize how amazing this is. That sounds like because here's the thing. That's like accounting the game. No, it's not, <laughs> and that's the thing. This game is brilliant because a lot of people don't realize what that opens up. The majority of the time, you're never accessing that inventory. Because why would you? Useless. Because the majority it's of your useless. units. Why even have an inventory? I'm going to explain that to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so the purpose of the game is that you field your units. Yeah. And you get like a recurring income based on like the areas you have, whatever. And then you buy more units and put them on the field. Majority of the time, those units are going to die before their inventory is sure. even possibly relevant. Sure. Um, like you're not going to have to worry about ammo the majority of the time. Because riflemen are going to run up the field and die. But you need them there to kind of, like, maintain the line. Yeah. Right? So Cannon Fodder is the name of the game for some of the early... Some of the early yeah. units, yeah. However, when it comes to more in-depth units, like your anti-tank infantry, um, where they have a limited amount of uh, inventory, what will happen is that as your inventory runs out, you can then run over to, say, if you down another enemy, you can run over and loot his anti-tank shells interesting and now that seems like okay well why ever this why would you do this it seems like one extra step of just bullshit which is probably what adam's thinking this is turn-based no, because what i'm thinking it's not turn-based it's, it's real time. time okay there's Hence rts there's uh, yes. there's a very cool <laughs> aspect to the game where because the hitboxes are so detailed on the units you can uh really quickly turn around the tables on the enemy because of the inventory so if you get to the point where you're down only a few units mm. and the enemy is out gunning you, you start micromanaging those units more efficiently. Yeah. And your efficiency of your units goes up tremendously. Because oh. now you can get a couple of people and you can run up to a like a, a say a Jeep, pull yeah. the heavy machine gun off, give it to one of your riflemen, and yeah. now he's got a heavy machine gun and it can now hold against more enemies. Huh. You can nah. repair enemy vehicles and get them up and running and, put, and crew them with your own guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> the thing is, like, you think it's a lot more complex than it is. It's not. <laughs> no, but because you know why? There's no base building in the game. A lot of the other aspects of an RTS were removed. I I, I get that, but <laughs> I just why is this genre the Marie to Adam's Joker? I just don't get it. Yeah. See, the thing is that Adam loves RTSs, and when something changes about it, he's no. shaky on no, it. No, no. I like RTSs that I don't want to say are, are Starcraft are simple. No, no. I like Warcraft. <laughs> I love Advanced Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's not an RTS because it's turn-based. Um, I I love um, World Warcraft Three. <laughs> uh, <I, laughs> no, no, I'm asking. What about Warcraft Three? That's not an RTS. Wait, Warcraft Three? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what you just said. War, Warcraft Three. Okay, yeah. Warcraft yeah. Three has inventories for one of your fucking heroes. Yeah, how many heroes do you normally have? One. You're playing the game wrong. 
No, you have like one or two tops. Two or three. Know. Okay. I don't. By the way, I want you to know I suck at that game. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I mean, I understand why now. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. I suck at that game because I don't like having to manage those fucking heroes. Oh, okay. I hate the heroes. Oh. I like them in the story mode. Okay. Because they they have yeah, yeah, importance, yeah. but in the in I mean, the, I mean, ultimately in the RTS game, they're not that powerful. No, no, and I don't really like them. I just don't in Warcraft 3, but I do like Warcraft 3, but I don't like that aspect of it, which is why I tend to not use it, and when you don't use a core feature, you, you tend suffer to for suffer it. for it, yeah. and I do, in fact, suffer for it. So what ends up happening is, like, I like I like Civilization games. Yeah. I like all these other RTS. I, not Civilization, um, Age of Empires and yeah. shit like that. I love that shit. Uh, I don't mind games where it's mass armies, but don't fucking ask me to deal with a, ma a fairly massive army. And then deal with these people's inventory. You know what's going to happen is a quarter. You don't. That's what I'm trying to explain. You're you're taking it to a to an area that the game. Well, the fact voting. is, is you're like, oh well, if if you do this, uh, here's here's what you're telling me. This is and this exact same story is Warcraft three. I don't play Warcraft three. I play Starcraft for a very simple reason. And that's the heroes. And that's the heroes. Okay. What happens is you go, okay, listen, you don't have to use this feature. You're saying this, like you don't have. You don't have no, to go get. That's not what I'm saying. You don't have to go get your units to you know go repair ships or go repair trucks. You don't have to get your units to go get um, no, I'm you ammunition. Don't to, I'm saying you don't have to do it on mass. You sure, you, but you still have to because the ha what happens is when someone else is using that feature, you must use it in order to catch up. And guess what? I don't fucking want to do that. That's actually not true. Is the game? Are you playing more like a campaign than the game though? Because a campaign would be set up, so you have to use every aspect of the game to complete the campaign. No, that's, I'm not even talking about that. That's uh. more in the in the vein of like home world, um, where that like you have a continuous campaign. Yeah. Um, if the feature is there and using it gives you an advantage, what will happen is when you are in PvP or anything like that, if you don't use the feature, you will be at a, you will be at a disadvantage. That's incorrect. So you you so then you can I will play, just never so you use it. That therefore, you'll, you'll be at advantage way. knowing that I'll never use it. You're always at a no, disadvantage. It's it's and it's, then he just goes and plays Hollow Knight instead. So it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's circumstantially advantageous, but I've also seen it massively backfire on people. Sure, it is a it is a aspect of the game that does not need to be heated, and when it does, it's a gamble. It's yeah. a gamble. Yeah, I'm I, I'm just I don't like a feature. I, I don't like in an RTS. I I know there's different kinds of RTSs, so I'm not going to sit here and say it's a bad game. Yeah. It's, it's not your game. Sounds like accounting to me. It's not. It's the same problem I have with Shogun. I, I the, I'm, I'm moving combat around. I'm moving these people, and that's already enough for me. I don't have the patience to worry about the ammo because that's a problem. I don't yeah. have the patience to think about or look at their morale because that's a problem. I don't have the patience <laughs> yeah. to look at these things for the units. I'm already sitting there thinking, I need to get my spearmen over here. I need to start moving them in this formation because it's going to take them three months to get there. And then I have to move these guys over here. I'm yeah. already thinking of that. I don't want to be thinking about the emotional state of my captain. <laughs> Fuck you. You're a computer. Do your fucking job. <laughs> I'm, this isn't multi-management level of a company. I don't have to worry about your this is, wife. Being is this in how the you is this how you speak to the AI and computers at work? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you IT people. You're out of control. <laughs> Literally, I, I lit there and look at the computer and go, I am your boss. I tell you what to do. Do you know why I went into IT? Because can... you are a computer. I don't have to worry about you not doing your work because you're emotionally distraught because your kid's in the hospital right now. You're a computer. Do your fucking job. I love I love, I love, love the idea that Adam shows up to every office in his building. He's like, he shoots everybody out of the room. Everybody out of the room. And he sits down in front of the computer. He's like, listen here, bitch. <laughs> You're a computer. I'm a human. I fucking rule you. Are you are you crazy? I, I, I do that with everyone. I've literally <laughs> done that in a boardroom meeting with all the higher ups at my company. <laughs> Everybody's just staring like, you're like, it's okay. It's IT. They train us for this. <laughs> I've literally been in a boardroom with all of the heads of my company. Yeah. Everyone except for the exact owner of the company. Yeah, yeah. And something wasn't doing its job right. And I looked at the computer and went, here's the deal, computer. You're either going to do this for me now, or you will suffer for this. <laughs> and the computer did exactly as I want. I'm like, and here's fuck you. Here's the best part: is the majority of those people in that room have no idea how computers work, and probably think that was a they totally legit. Basically, <laughs> think, they basically think you're a legit wizard. Pro- yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So yes, jizzard, that is yeah. exactly how I talk to computers. I don't want to have to deal with the morale of my stuff. I don't want to have to deal with their ammo, unless, of course, I'm playing a game like Dawn of War Two. I wouldn't have minded it so bad because you're dealing with like five units. And that's a part of the aspect. And I'm fine with that. The moment you give me like 10 units, I don't give a shit about their individuality. <laughs> I'm so, glad we finally had this discussion. <laughs> so there's a there's a bit of a, deep, a deeper dive on this game that I think that you would come around because of what you because said. Because I've become wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was doing it. I thought he was doing it just now. Uh, would have been so, come bender. Yeah, yeah. Than wizard. But anyway, no. Okay, so... Ultimately, uh, there there was a. Uh, I played something else. I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, actually, I played Homeworld. That's what it was. I played Ho- I played Homeworld, oh, okay. the remastered edition. I, I got to the same mission that I get at every time, and then fucking threw my uh, keyboard against the monster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not literally because I don't. I'm not stupid. With you Joker imagined it. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. All yeah. I've been playing is this PlayStation Classic. But really? I'm playing, I'm You're playing really twi- not hooked on but it? But I'm playing Twisted Metal alone, and the baby can't play. Her thumbs aren't that good yet. They're not big enough. Also, it's it's not. It, she's not quite old enough to uh, to really be traumatized by the game yet. What are you talking no, about? You smell. just you just drive cars and murder other people yeah, in cars. You're, you're thinking about Twisted Metal Black. <laughs> oh, maybe. Right. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's where the game becomes traumatic. Because <laughs> um, Sweet Tooth goes front and center. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, paint it black. Get yeah. in my memory. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else? Yeah, what are you? What about you guys? What you do? Uh, got caught up a little bit more. I'm now in season three of Colony, cool. uh, so I've gotten back on the Colony Ooh. bandwagon. Uh, some crazy developments at the right at the beginning of season three. Season two yeah. kind of ended with a meh for me. Yes, and then uh, I told then, you that. I yeah, yeah. warned you. About you did, that. and then season three started off, and it's like, whoa, the whole thing's just sort of expanding at an exponential right now so yes. quite like now how far are you in there i haven't i haven't changed okay so i'm not gonna say anything um, and i'll expl- and, and i'll tell you why in yeah my yeah, yeah but but you but you but if you make it through season two which i want to the the end does slow down a bit but it's still entertaining it's just they scale it down so much and then the beginning of season three the scale goes yeah it just blows right back up again man it's crazy no, it's, it's like so, a big breath dude they suck in for a bit and then they go and like, the, like fr- the first episode of it is just like what the fuck like everything that is changes happening, everything yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. so yeah so if you can get to that man you'll you'll appreciate it greatly okay. they show you some yeah. crazy shit in the first yeah. episode of I, season three i got something to tell you about but i'll say it after adam's thing. yeah so uh but yeah you got to start watching that again and then i've been playing a little bit of orna again they changed something up in the game to 
basically now, and I think it's to draw in new players because yeah. they have territories you can control, but you have to beat a lot of fairly high level characters. Like, you know, in, in Windsor, it's like myself and Gibbs. So, yeah. and then, and then if you can't beat us, then you really can't have any territories. Yes. <laughs> so what they've done now is they've implemented sort of another layer to the overworld, which is called exploration and exploration allows you to still gain like a number of areas you've explored, but to quote, explore an area, you have to defeat a boss or a monster like uh, a chief monster that lives oh, yeah. on that area, like a world boss. So yeah, yeah. So and 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 if you if you open up the world map menu, that it's sort of uh, the first item in there now. If you click on the on the world map overlay, oh, so it, it's so I, I think that's to draw on new players, so they don't feel like oh I can never achieve anything because yeah, at this point, I mean, dude, I'm like I'm over level 160 at this point. I think I'm 161 or 162, nice. and I'm pretty sure like Gibbs is like 217, Fuck. and like we're the two most powerful people in Windsor at this point. So like unless you're in the neighborhood of like 140, 150, you're not going to touch either of us at this point. So it's, uh, so I, I think this is just a good way to kind of get more players in on it. And dude, I, I, at one point I controlled nearly a thousand territories. I'm down to like 820. So, but that's just how it goes, man. That's just how it goes. You gain and lose very quickly in this game. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. that you're still playing because that's a great game. I'm, I'm still I playing don't, it. Yeah. I don't generally play mobile I'm not putting games. as much time on it anymore because, like, leveling has become more challenging. Mm. But uh, you also gain uh, orns very quickly, which you use to class up and tier up uh, oh, nice. when, when you're defeating the territorial monster. So it's, oh, uh, nice. it's pretty that's cool. Good. Yeah, yeah. So some good improvements in the game. So cool. I, that's it for me. <laughs> not much has changed in my life. Uh, I finished. Um, blasphemous. Nice. You got through it all the way? I got through it all the cool. way. Did it feel like a chore by the end, or were you still yeah, enjoying it? it? it yeah. Honestly, it felt like a chore. Okay. I, yeah. I, I got through it not because when I finished Hollow Knight, when I was done, air quotes, when I was done Hollow Knight, mm-hmm. I don't consider myself having finished Hollow Knight because I consider it finished Hollow Knight is get through all the Pantheon, yeah, and yeah. get through all yeah. the, yeah. the boss runs and everything like that. But you sawed all that stuff out afterwards. But I sawed all that stuff out. Yeah. So when I was done the base game, my brain immediately went to more, 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 find yeah, more, yeah. get more, yeah, get yeah. more, get more. More Hollow Knight, more, more, more. I didn't want the end. Uh, I kept playing yeah. it, not because, I kept playing it because I wanted more. Yeah. In Blasphemous, I and I beat it just so I could at least say you beat it. Say I beat it. Because yeah. I, I felt almost like why I went all, through all this effort, had so much of this, this, th- mm. this fight to get mm. there. I didn't want to do it. But yeah. my brain kind of went, you know, it, it was, it's a waste if you don't. Yeah, and then, uh, so I, just for people who didn't hear episode 62, the backstory is somewhat poor game design in terms of the controls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it sounds, sounds like it made it made it real muddy. Yeah, it, it definitely was good. It was a bit muddy, and I, I had a hard time. It wasn't glorious, but I got through it. I think if they clean up a bunch of stuff, they definitely have it right. They've got the feeling of, they got the feel of it really mm-hmm. nice. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it, but I... I, I wouldn't necessarily suggest other people. I think there are yeah. better Metroidvanias out there. Start with Hollow Knight. Start with Hollow Knight yeah. and go from there. Um, yeah. But uh, and then I've been continuing my watching of Avatar uh, with my wife. It's she's a, it is hard. I I don't have to. Dr- it's weird. I don't have to drag her to watch TV shows, but it's she can only watch like an hour's worth, and then mm. she just doesn't want to do it anymore. She's got to do something else. She's got to do something busy, else. Busy, busy. Yeah. So we'll watch it when we're eating dinner. Watch two episodes. You know, we'll start eating food yeah, and dinner yeah. together. We'll watch one episode, and then we'll finish eating. We'll watch a second episode, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know two episodes, maybe a week yeah, on yeah. average right now because she's on a different shift than me. Right. Usually it's maybe one to two episodes a night. Yeah. But right now it's going real slow. So we don't, we're only at the the blind bandit. We just finished the blind bandit. We just met Toph. So she mm. she just met Toph. So that's going fine. Cool. Um, and then I just got back quickly, I mean, literally one day so far, into, wow. Wow, not WoW Classic. 
WoW. Regular what WoW, is a, yeah. What is being now dubbed WoW Retail. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so very formal, formal name designation. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, I just say World of Warcraft, or if I wanted to say Classic, I'd say World of Warcraft Classic. Do you know why I call it Retail? And uh, why most people call it retail? Mm. Because when you so when you install the game, yeah, um, you yeah, go into my program to, files. Yeah, you go into your program files, and it's like World of Warcraft, and then you go in there, and then it's literally underscore classic underscore retail. Yeah, I call so it, I call they it they call it retail. I call it Wowscape Classic. Wowscape Classic. Yeah, yeah. So I, I that's why I'm like, <laughs> okay. I can officially take this title because they have. Yeah. So I, I I'm playing the retail. Um, yep. It's wow. Sweet. Yeah, I, I don't know what you want from me. It's, uh, it's enjoyable. <laughs> I find. Yeah, it's enjoyable. It's fine. I like. I, this is a different game. Amanda, I, I, Amanda, my my Amanda doesn't want to play classic because that kind of grind and that kind of game is not her style. She can't do it anymore. Yeah, she's learned that about herself. <laughs> mm. She had a moment of discovery in classic yeah. where she's like, "Wow, no, this a is not for me." Did. A lot of people did. Yeah, so she's definitely on that uh, side. Which, by the way, fucking called it. <laughs> See, the thing is, I don't like. I. I, and I mentioned this before, I just want certain, I want certain uh, core ideas that WoW Classic had, which was, you know, user-created yeah. content and that kind of stuff. I, I want that to travel through to BFA, but I understand that there's a loss there. So I kind of want somewhere in between. Yeah. She mm. just can't do Classic, and I went, okay, that's fine. I can do Classic, no problem. I, I, I make, generally, I'll make fun wherever I am, but I follow her. Because yeah. she's my wife. She's mm. who I'm going to play WoW. Yeah. She's who I play WoW 90% of my life. Uh, so she went back to BFA. So I'm like, okay, I'll take that journey with yeah. you. And I, I went back. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Did, doing doing the, the husband's duty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I have no problem. It's it's not it's not like I don't have fun playing the yeah. game. I, I, I have fun. I do find it, and this is no different than classic, it does get repetitive. Mm, and sure. I, I'll leave the game for a while sure. and return. I did find it funny. Is immediately I came back. I had a guild I was a part of before I, I left. And they were trying to go through raiding, and I ended up leaving because the guild mount, it was classic drama. husband and wife guild master. I wouldn't even call it drama. I mean, you could classify it as drama, but I wouldn't even classify it as that mm-hmm. personally. It was she, the the husband was the raid leader, and the wife was the oh, guild I heard master. about these ones, yeah. And what ended up happening was the raid leader was fine, level headed kind of dude, mm-hmm. very chill, but he was getting frustrated internally. Um, I think by the raiders, the, this was. What they did was they took a air quote semi casual and we we finished the raid on normal difficulty and we were going on to like heroic or whatever the fucking yeah. difficulty was. And we were starting to have a hard time. Yeah. Well the problem is these people are we you we join everyone joined this group because as casual. Because casual. And now you're trying to push us past casual and you want casual. So they were changing what it was what they wanted. Yeah. And that's fine. A lot of people wanted that change too, but they didn't want it as hard as they think they wanted it. Yes. There's there's the that sounds great. On paper, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, that turned out to be a problem, and there was a lot of frustration involved. And what ended up happening is, I, I had no problem for the most part. Like, I, I don't care if I want to go to a raid at this point in the game. I was, I would just go to a raid, spend a bunch of resources. Yeah, they're in game resources. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And just, I don't, I don't have a problem bashing my head against a boss yeah. as long as everyone in the raid is making jokes and having a good time. Yeah, that's the rule. That stopped happening, and it started being the raid, the guild leader, the woman yelling at people because the husband wasn't willing to yeah and i just went you know what this isn't what i come here for i'm yeah. i am not having fun yeah doing this i, I can have fun bashing my head against the boss and never succeeded yeah. as long as i'm with a crew that when we're on discord we're all just having a good time i've only identified one flaw in this guild 
the, mm. the flaw in this guild that yeah. you're speaking of now is not everyone was a panda. So if everyone was a panda, <laughs> everyone would be getting along just fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just fixed the problem for all guilds yeah. out there. If you're so, all pandas, you're good. And you also take less fall damage, so. You take less fall damage, damage baby. Yeah, bouncy. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like half. Demon hunter. Well, I don't know. That's a mistake. Yeah. Demon not hunter. Demon I don't know. Hunter. I don't know not, fall damage. You're not a Pandaren demon hunter. Yeah. Uh, your own, so your I, own fucking I, fault, buddy. I left and I kind of left silently to a small degree. I kind of just went, yeah, I'm just not like I didn't. I didn't no call, no show. Were, were you in the middle of a raid and you just slowly? <laughs> well, no, everyone else did that. Everyone <laughs> oh, else really? did that. And she ended up fighting with a bunch of people yelling. At people like, I don't, I don't really care. I don't care about you enough as a human being, as yeah. another human yeah. being, to to really have this argument with you. And I think Amanda tried to smooth them. Like, we're not gonna show. Like, she, my wife, tried to mm. be nice and and have the conversation for us. And they ended up asking me my opinion of the situation of why I'm doing this. I went, you know what? Here's my opinion. Here's my opinion. And I did it very adult. I, I did like a... Did you yell Leroy Jenkins no. and run into a room? Like full no, of no, I'm not a fucking child anymore. Yeah. Uh, I totally would have done that as a child. I would, I would do but that. But I, I, I gave him like, hey, this, this is why I'm feeling like I love this. Is why, this is why it's happening. I gave him you know, a, po- a, a business level review of what I yeah. would do for any other company. And they kind of went, oh, okay. And I left. And I came back. And I guess I left an impression because they love me. They think I'm just one of the funniest people. Like immediately as I joined back, like yeah. you're gonna come join Mythic Plus, right? We've been waiting for you to come back specifically. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, why? I'm not a great tank. Uh, tank's my favorite. I'm not yeah. particularly amazing. I'm good, but I'm not amazing. Yeah. And like, no, because every time you join something, you make it fun. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> No, I'm not going to join your Mythic Plus. I don't fucking have time for that. <laughs> I nice. came on here to just play with my wife. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I left an impression. Yeah. I guess I have that. Cool. I guess I kind of have that, because isn't that how I kind of joined here? I just sort of came here to talk about DBZ. No, 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 no. You're an infection. I'm an in- here. Oh, I'm an infection. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A-, a virus. <laughs> we don't have a cure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Is, is it the cure? I don't know. It's pretty wild. <laughs> we haven't tried that one yet. Cool. Well, we should say now that we're kind of coming up on two hours here, uh, we do have some spooky topics coming up for the balance of October. I got some things planned. I'll be posting it in our group chat so you guys are kind of aware of what's going on. I'll need some help, some collaboration on a couple of the things. Uh, but I want to do I want to do one um, that I'm going to gladly title My Favorite Abduction. So and then we can talk about that for a spooky topic if you guys are interested shit. in talking about some extraterrestrial shit. I'm not really good at spooky. Really? Yeah, you're I, about I, to be. All right. Yeah, yeah, because you're gonna be doing some voices. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I can do voices. So sweet. Okay, then we're gonna be good. And then uh, we also have the partnership with Grief Burrito Podcast coming up, so you guys are more than welcome to be part of that. So and then uh, we'll discuss the date for recording for that afterwards. Yep. I mentioned it last time as well. So just get you guys on board. It'll be Sunday morning recording, early Sunday morning. If you guys are down, very early, as a matter of fact. And uh, Rob's favorite time frame. It's probably so. not earlier than I wake up. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. It's definitely earlier than one. And I then up. it's earlier than I wake up, so let me tell you that. So 3 a.m. No, I'm just kidding. Probably, oh, se- probably 7 a.m. I'm probably time. still waking up. Yeah, 3 probably 7 a.m. But because um, <laughs> I got other stuff I got to do that day. So, and then we got that going on. And then uh, don't forget about the um, partnership that we have going with Dream Alley that we mentioned earlier. So I'll go ahead and tag all that in, the, in the show notes so everybody can just click, click away, go straight to the link, like the Woo-hoo. post, mention two friends, and then you're entered in do for the draw. Do all the social medias. Yeah, do all the social medias, guys. Do all of them. And, uh, and I think that's it. I think that's it for as far as announcements go. Otherwise, so that is it for episode 63. And this Was is it the end, or is this all just imaginary and we're in a psych ward? Oh, my God. 
it's blew okay. my mind it's wide open. <laughs> well, then I'm not getting the drugs that I should be subscribed. <laughs> Rob's been recording alone for the last if, two hours. If that's the case, like I need to be the the drugs need to be given to me now. Yeah, yeah. Because this is happening. But you're making out with lazy ha- beats. But I'm not happy here. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the cajoling and torture. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys have no idea. This would be a special hell for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most triggering of places. <laughs> and that is the sign-off for episode 63. See you later. Thanks for listening.